You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan, aka the Blur Vision, with Hi, it's Michael, aka Black Gay Comic Geek. What, what are you doing? I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at you enthusiastically. You weren't pointing at me. You were pointing over there. Oh well, I meant to be doing it this way. <laughs> yeah. Is that enthusiasm? I see that as like, hurry up, speed it up. You're talking too slow. Oh no, that was supposed to be like, I guess drum roll. Black Gay Comic Geek. Okay. Don't don't rush me. I wasn't rushing you. I just woke up. Like. Yes, Michael was risen for our podcast. This week, everybody, and this week we'll be talking about animation domination. We've got Marvel's What If episodes one and two are out, two literally dropped this morning. Um, and we've got some Myrcademia to talk about since we have been behind on that. Uh, I was asking Michael for I mean, get started, not really because I feel like we we touched on everything, but not really. Obviously, we didn't, but we with also, no free guy. Oh, that's right. We only did like a non spoiler review. Did yeah. you want to go into it now? I mean, we can't. That's, not much to talk that's about. what I was just gonna say. I'm like, what is there really? I mean, but we, I guess the we spoilers. Can. Yeah. I guess now we can just talk about the 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 Easter eggs that were in it that I really enjoyed. I assume you enjoyed them too. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll do a little bit of free guy talk as well as uh, it's kind of animated. It's very 3D. <laughs> it's got a lot of CGI in it. It does. <laughs> Taika Waititi is technically very animated in it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so before we get into all that, though, we do have iTunes. Oh, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong as hell. We have emails, though. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to well. And one email from J- Joshua Atkinson, because like what always happens when I say we have an email, don't let me forget, Michael, because I'm going to read it when we finish talking about a topic. What happens? I keep telling you, I don't forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even blame you because you tell me straight up. I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna remember. Just <laughs> if you don't remember, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so I apologize, Joshua, but you know us too well at this point. At this point, who who who's to blame? Us for always making the mistake, or you because you know we're gonna make the mistake. <laughs> yeah, you know we're gonna make the mistake. <laughs> Uh, so our first email comes from Joshua Agassin, but it's really a, a recent email from last week that I didn't read. Uh, recent because Jordan forgot. Yes, I did. Uh, what's up, fellas? Hope all is well and you guys are in good health. Yes, we are. How you feel, Michael? You in good health? I am in good health. All right, cool. Uh, the recent Suicide Squad movie was great, better than the first one. But my issue is for viewers who get online and say the movie is too gory or they don't understand why these characters are acting in such a bad way. Who the... What kind of 12-year-old argument? They're villains, though. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and too gory? I mean, I guess if you've I mean, never... yeah, there are some people that don't like... They don't like any type of gore. It's called Suicide Squad. <laughs> but, but they hear DC, they think superheroes. They're like, oh, this, I can't know. 
I guess. But not all superheroes are created equal to be like kid friendly, you know what I mean? Like Deadpool. Like <laughs> Deadpool he in terms of how he acts, he acts very childlike, but yeah. hey for kids. But those movies weren't those movies weren't that gory though. Even though it was rated R, I feel it's like mostly just for the f bombs. But they were gory. It's just that now we've been desensitized. Well, Deadpool, by shit two, like- Deadpool two was, but it only had that one. Suicide Squad was a lot. Suicide Squad took that juggernaut scene where he rips Deadpool in half and just copy and pasted like over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like that the most gory scene in Deadpool two times like ten. Um. So yeah, I, I, I guess if you're just not a fan of gore in general, I can understand that. But like, I don't know. I feel like uh, you know, like like, like Punisher. He's not a, a good Punisher story. Will have gore, you know what I mean? Some characters it just it just makes more sense for them to be unrestricted when it comes to violence. Um, so I, I have you seen that argument though that people didn't like Suicide Squad because it's gore? I haven't seen that. No. Oh yeah, me either. Um, Let's see. For example, Grace Rudolph. Oh, Grace Randolph. Oh, the um, is that the the white chick that yeah, does so YouTube videos? I don't watch her. I don't really. I, I'll watch her videos when they're recommended every once in a while, but I don't watch her regularly. No, I don't watch her at all. Yeah. Um, not because of any. Re- well, there is a. I don't know. Just something about her just screams like white feminist. <laughs> so like, like when she when she it's ter- her, it's her manner. Yeah, when she talks and everything yeah. like that, I'm just like I can't I can't yeah. watch you. I feel you. It's yeah. like watching Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comic Karen. And she could be a great person for all I like. I buy. Yeah. yeah. No. Hey, Grace. No. Hey, if you're listening, you should not. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. From be, uh, for example, Grace Randolph from Beyond the Trailer. Her whole thing was that the Suicide Squad is stupid, and they seem like they would do more damage than good. And why would Amanda Waller use them? I mean, that's the point. That's the point. They're they're expendable. Who cares if they're stupid? Like, well, it's not even that. Th- get them out there and and hopefully succeed at the mission. If they don't, whatever. <laughs> they're dead. Well, I, I wouldn't even say they're stupid. They're not supposed to be stupid. They're expendable, but they're like they're super villains. Like. I wouldn't say being able to shoot Superman and put him in the ICU is stupid. How well, I think much, how, much, how much problem is Harley Quinn giving Batman? Granted, we haven't seen it in the DCEU, but... Yeah, well, I would give Bloodsport the benefit of the doubt when it comes to like, calling him stupid, but I, I think he's more referring to the A-squad of that team, of like the detachable arm man and the, the javelin guy. But that being said, they're not the planners of the... Yeah, they're not planning anything. They're just the grunts. Yeah. So they wouldn't be smart. Now, they are stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think people are missing... The whole point of a Suicide Squad, they're just supposed to be some villains, but if they get caught, they can just blame the villains or they can kill them. Yeah. She doesn't get Peacemaker saying he's disgusting. Wait, what? She doesn't get Peacemaker saying he's disgusting and doesn't understand how he can get a show, and she thinks Ratcatcher 2 should get a show instead. Oh, well, there goes your feminism argument right there. Because, <laughs> I mean, first of all, if I wasn't told I'm getting a Peacemaker show, would I be clamoring for one? No. Am I clamoring for, for one right now? No. Would I be clamoring for a, a Ratcatcher 2 show? No. But in a world where I am getting a Peacemaker 2, or a Peacemaker show, and we've seen what Peacemaker is like in the Suicide Squad, I'm okay with it, because he was a very interesting... He's probably one of the more interesting characters in that movie. Agreed. Um, <coughs> and also, the only, one of the only characters we didn't explore the past of. They only kind of mentioned it. Where Amanda Waller was like, oh, his father trained him since birth or whatever. But everyone else kind of had a sob story. He just was like, I just am the way I am, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, let's see. And then there's people's perceptions with Harley Quinn. Someone said she's a feminist icon. When did she become an icon? When it was okay to look up to a crazy chick because Harley Quinn is crazy. Yeah, what? She's a fe- Harley Quinn's a feminist icon? You need better icons. 
I mean, yeah, would you call Harley Quinn a, a feminist icon or even just a female icon? Maybe a, maybe a female character icon because she's iconic. I was going to say, I know there's a lot of women. But empowerment? Would you do love Harley Quinn. Would you say she's an icon for empowerment? Right, let me find because there's there there is a person I uh, follow on uh on TikTok that did address something similar to this, and she said, "Why? Why is she being held up as a feminist icon?" Yeah. On the one hand, I get the aspect of just she in terms of her story of being able to uh, grow past an abusive relationship. If you just isolate her story and character to that. I guess it's an empowering story, but then okay, when you yeah, so. look at the you know the the broad scale of it, and she's a fucking psychopath who just murders people and sees flowers and rainbows when she does it. I mean, I, I don't think that's a, someone you look up to. <laughs> so 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 this is Jay Stubes on TikTok. This is an ex- Jay Stubes. Uh, this is the question. Somebody said, question. I mean, I understand your critique of the character. They're talking about something else. Uh, mm. uh, Rorschach. She's talking about Rorschach, how Rorschach's not a hero. And they said, I, and I agree, but how is it any different from you liking Harley or loving the, loving a character like Harley? <laughs> I was going to say that they're, they're actually the exact same. Like, in terms of, like, if you were to say, Rorschach's a hero because he, he defends defenseless innocent children that one time. He, he horrifically murdered somebody for being a rapist. And it's like, yeah, if you isolate to that one action, yeah. Yeah, he, he could be considered to be a hero, but then you're like, wait, no, he's actually kind of racist and kind of a monster, and also he kind of owns that. <laughs> so I'm like, and, and crazy. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on a pedestal and be like, he's a hero. Well, no, Rorschach's not a hero, but yeah. this, is, this is her response to the question. Okay. Hold up. Oh, no, this is an excellent and valid question. I love villains as characters. One of my all-time favorite character tropes is the sympathetic villain. Mm. And I think one of the reasons why characters that fall into this category can get so popular, um, like Loki or Anakin Skywalker, uh, is because as a viewer, uh, it's really a cathartic experience relating to a character that is not a good guy, that makes serious mistakes, but is also cool and powerful in their own right and probably a little misunderstood, can make accepting your own flaws a lot easier. The key difference here is acknowledging that the character is not in the right that the character is not the good guy and understanding that you can relate to certain aspects of their personality, but obviously you don't condone their exaggerated crimes that take place in a fictional fantasy world. And there are straight up villains that I think are cool as fuck, like the villain from Neil Gaiman's book, Neverwhere. But the other thing is, and I know this is gonna sound like I'm splitting hairs, but there's actually a serious difference. A lot of Mm. anti-heroes start out as a sympathetic villain because a lot of people can relate to making mistakes, finding yourself going down the wrong path, and wanting to correct it. So we tell stories about flawed, relatable characters that are working to be better people. And that is why a character like Rorschach is in completely his own category. Because Mm. not for one second does Rorschach ever entertain that he is not 100% in the right. He has zero character growth, zero empathy, and zero desire to try and be a better person. Every single panel of Watchmen that Rorschach is in is spent with him being viscerally disgusted Mm, by humanity. Rorschach as a character is not about accepting his flaws. It's about pretending they don't exist by focusing on everybody else's much worse flaws, which I think is a pretty terrifying sentiment to relate to. But ultimately, if someone tells me that Can't have both ways, though. an interestingly written character or he's got a really cool costume design, yeah, I see it. It's when somebody tries to tell me that Rorschach is a hero 
That's a red flag. Okay. Uh, the things she's saying are untrue, but hey, knowing her stance, does she consider Harley Quinn a hero? Uh, no, I don't think she. I don't. I don't think she considers uh, Harley a hero. But I think her point is at least the way they're crafting Harley Quinn now. She's working to be better, as opposed to Rorschach. Because Harley's not really a villain anymore. Uh, they they've definitely knew to her more, even more so in the comic, where she's like basically a good guy, but she still murders. <laughs> so I mean, I, I get yeah, her argument, more, but it's more like anti hero, like because I mean, so does Wolverine. Yeah. Mm. So so because Rorschach has no growth, even though the things he might be pursuing are for the greater good, like the truth, he is pursuing the truth where no one else is in that world. So there are some good aspects of the things he's doing, but as a character, because he doesn't have that, like, I don't know, but does Harley Quinn in her own mind consider herself being good? I guess it just depends on the writer and who's writing it. Depends on the writer. Yeah. We don't have as many examples of Rorschach. But she's not like... Rorschach's only been written by, I guess, two guys, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, because Watchmen's not continuing. That's what I mean. I, I'm only thinking about the original Watchmen run and that new run with the DC crossover. Yeah, but that was a different Rorschach. Oh, that's right. That wasn't even the same Rorschach. Yeah, that was, so. that was uh, the black guy's Rorschach. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, that's an argument to be made. Uh, but let's see what uh, Joshua says, though. She murders people and laughs about it. The scene of Harley Quinn and the general... And with the scene of Harley Quinn with the general, this lady is literally saying that she was raped and groomed, but I didn't get the feeling from that scene. Oh, that's what uh, Rudolph Randolph, or Rudolph Randolph, that's what Grace Randolph was saying, that, that she was groomed. I didn't get that impression. I just don't understand the perception with Harley Quinn, this icon. She's not an icon for anything. I don't even understand how they try to make her a hero in comics. She's a straight-up villain, murders people with a Joker for no reason. Last about it. Well, I can tell you why they're making her a hero, even though I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. And I feel like it's only because of the writing that you can make the argument that, no, but she's changing. But it's because she's popular. That's the only reason why they've, they've taken a... A priest, a, a known psychopathic, and admittedly so, psychopathic character who murders people without remorse and try to put her through a heroic funnel or filter because they want the the name recognition of Harley Quinn. You know I mean? That's, that's real, the real reason why they're making her a hero. Same thing with Venom. I don't, I don't even want to say hero. I would say, well, hero is. Anti-hero. Yeah, Same anti- thing with Venom. Yeah. Anti-hero. Um, but that's the rock because Venom's not a villain in the comics now. He's he's basically a straight up hero now. If you're an anti-hero long enough, you become a hero. Yeah. <laughs> so in ten years, even uh, Harley Quinn's gonna be a good guy with with poison he, he, ivy. He, he, and even now, even now in comics, Jason Todd just recently he's he's given up guns. Are you serious? Yeah. <sighs> Some characters should stay anti-heroes though. That's what makes them cool. <laughs> like he said, it's, it's it's the same. I hate gun violence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, it overshadowed. It got overshadowed because of the Tim Drake being by news. But oh, I forgot about is that in our news this week? Uh, <laughs> I, for, I, I forgot about. Yeah, I forgot I about that. I didn't think about putting it. I didn't forget about it. But I, well, I want to hear your opinion. That was last week, but yeah, but it was in the same comic that uh, Tim Drake got revealed as by. He got. He uh, basically gave up. <laughs> That's funny. It's like. <laughs> Jason Todd's like, even though my still, entire character is based on guns, I hereby revoke gun. But I'm by what? No, pay attention to me. <laughs> I'm a big deal too. No, 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 no. Like he still thinks some people. He still thinks some criminals, some villains should die. Yeah, what about Joker? But 
He's basically. I didn't read the Tim, the, the Jason Toss. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm reading the Tim Drake shit. Like, what is this going? Because they're like separate stories. Oh, uh, okay. Like parallel stories or something? No, they're just like. What, what, what book was it? A Robin book or? Uh, Batman or Urban Legends. Oh, uh, okay. So Bing Bods and Urban Legend or? Apparently. <laughs> None of it is real. Why does it exist? You know, it's, like, it's like separate, separate stories, like smaller stories that they wouldn't tell in the main book, I guess, which I have a problem with. I mean, the fact that you just phrase it that yeah, way, because that's, basically, yeah, breath, that's basically what it is. Yeah, that's basically what it is. But yeah. Okay. Well, he, he also gave me uh, tweets from Grace Randolph, the Suicide Squad. I'm not sure why this is so hard for people to understand, but if a prisoner gets a pretty dress and nice meal because her captor wants to have sex with her, that's not a fairy tale or romantic. Even if the character it's happening to is insane and doesn't realize. What? But did, did anyone have that impression that that was... Uh, I think what? that was kind of the that point. Was being I feel groomed? like that was kind of the point, though. And it was also the... the that she's crazy enough to fall for it. Yeah, I feel like in her insane, deluded mind, she fought... But they even made a point that she falls for toxic men like that. That's why it, she had the empowering moment of being like, no, now I've recognized red flags of being with somebody like you. So, and in her well, crazy mind, the solution yeah, is I was murder. Say, well, <laughs> yeah, it took it took him threatening to kill like children and things like that. But like, you're actually kind of crazy. Yeah. Not everything else. No, <laughs> it was just the, but the that was kind of the, but I feel like that was kind of the point. Yeah, and it shows you that she at least, even though she's a villain, she's got a moral line somewhere. You know what I mean? So I guess in that way, it's kind of humanizing her a little bit, her psycho ass. <laughs> uh, and he's another tweet that she sent out. Finally, Harley Quinn is a character admired by many, many people or to have her call herself a princess as she's groomed by her captor. Man, this is shit that people look way too deep into. And that this abuse is okay if the guy is hot, rich. She killed him. <laughs> she murdered him. <laughs> like, where is the, there's, like, if if you stop watching the movie right there, then you have an argument. But if, like, you can't watch that movie in its entirety and then be sitting on a pedestal talking about how, how she, he was a captor that was grooming her. What it's and it's how dangerous that is, and my that's my biggest problem with it. That wasn't the moral of that story. That wasn't the 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 point of that scene. The point of that scene was to establish that Harley Quinn's growth since Joker, and that yeah, to reinforce that she's fucking crazy. So does even though she might have had a healthy realization in her insane mind, the the healthy solution is murder. That's still fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's. Did you get any of that? Her being groomed and it make, being okay that her captor was romanticizing her and shit like that? Like, no. Yeah, so, so yeah, Joshua, I agree with you that someone like Grace Randolph is definitely looking too deep into it. Definitely coming from a place of bias for the, from her own personal hangups, I guess. I don't know. I hate people. That's a lot of Twitter, though. Wait, 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 wait. No, because I just happened, I just seen a comment on my TikTok because I was talking about Icon and Rocket, the new comic. Okay. And somebody said, trim the beard, thumbs down. You? Yeah, talking to me. I was like, "Um, nope. What's that have to do with anything? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe take that as a compliment that he finds you attractive more with a trim beard. Is it, though? Maybe. (laughs) You didn't say you were ugly. You just like, said trim the beard. Is that a compliment? I guess. <laughs> I, that's an internet compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. 
Uh, next email comes from our old pal, Nick Hidalgo. Overall thoughts on HBO Max and various DC properties. Hey, Jordan Michael. First, let me start off by saying this is not the Black Widow thesis paper, so you don't have to worry as my relevant scale is way past by now. I blame that on work as in between work and replying to my literate text-based role-playing servers. I have no time to hit you guys up, but I found a gap. First off, let me pick a bone with Michael. Yeah, shocking it's not you, Jordan. I Honestly, when you said that, I was like, what? Not me? <laughs> I feel left out. Michael, I take great offense. Oh, I take great offense to comparing me as an avid hot dog lover to those idiotic, moronic anti vaxxers. By hot dog lover, does he mean gay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? He loves hot dogs? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> mm, hot dogs. First, I don't even remember what I said. Like, what? I don't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we have terrible. Like, the two of us combined have a bad memory. How is that possible? <laughs> Uh, yes, I know what's in it and like it anyway, in moderation, of course. Oh, 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 I think I remember now. Like people that are uh, uh, apprehensive of taking the vet because they're like, oh, I don't know what's in it and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, but you've the same people that are saying that eat mm, hot dogs. Got you, got you. Oh, right, right. The, 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 the corner hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. Uh, anyways, that tangent detour over. Now to reason, now to the reason for this email, of which you probably will not read until the week after I send it. Man, you know, our, our listeners know us too well at this point. Well, when, when did he send it? Was it the week? Uh, this was, no, this was this week. No, so. So he's just making an assumption, but usually he'd be right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh, <laughs> bro. Because I say not that. A, not a Black Widow dissertation. But look. But yeah, I just saw you scroll. I'm Bro. Like, it's like 40 paragraphs. <laughs> Yo, man. I'm going to try to read this as fast as possible. Okay, here we go. Uh, granted, though, sometimes Jordan is a little off. I noticed from time to time. Oh, shit. That's the first thing I read. Wait, what do you mean, what do you mean by that? Uh, as my calculation, you guys record Sunday and then release Monday. Oh, yeah, he's right. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, we do record late. Please don't be freaked out, guys. I think I've told you before, I read people and their habits really, really well once I've gotten to know them, or in your case, listen to you quite frequently. Yeah, man, he knows me as well as my girlfriend at this point. <laughs> Anyways. There are some issues with, like, parasocial relationships, though, that I mean, I, I, I get, with. I get what you're saying, but... On another level, it's kind of flattering that someone like can read our habits that well. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you it's, know me better than I know myself. <laughs> it's, it's flattering. It's flattering and it's cool. But then some people go overboard because they think, because they listen to you all every week. And like both of us, like we're the way we are on the podcast, the same thing with me. Like the way I am on the podcast, the way I am on YouTube, the way I am on TikTok, that's me. And that's how I am in real life. But at the same time, it's me through a certain lens. So like... I feel like some people, obviously not everybody, but some people get a little too comfortable thinking mm. that they know me. Yeah. And then they feel like they could say certain things to me. And I'm like, you can't, like, I don't know you. Like, you can't, yeah. like, like one person, I post, you know, every random, every so often I'll post a thirst trap. Mm. And so somebody sent me, which I don't think he meant like ill intent, but he was like, you're such a hoe, LOL. And I was like, we're, and we were having like a, no, this was like the first time we talked. He yeah. sent me a DM. was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing such and such? And then we were just having a normal conversation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he was <laughs> he like, you're hoe out of nowhere. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're such a hoe, LOL. And I was like, I, I don't know you. Like, you don't know me to call me that. Yeah. Like, we don't have any type of relationship. And he was like, what word would you like me to call you? LOL. And I was like, you can't call me anything derogatory because I don't know you. Yeah. Like, we're not friends. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? We're not friends. Have a good life. And then he unfollowed me. 
And I was like, weird, <laughs> very weird. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not crying over spill milk. I gained another follower right after he unfollowed me. So I'm like, that's yeah. not the issue. Yeah. But just the idea that he, it seemed like he got offended because I said, we're not friends. You can't talk to me like that. Yeah. And then the fact that he's like, you know what? We're not friends. Have a good life. Yeah. I'm like, it's this like is literally, this like, yeah. literally the first conversation we had. Yeah. So just because you've been following me for a while, and this is not the first time something like this has happened to Like, I told you about the one yeah, guy that was like, about, oh, yeah. Like, I thought I made it clear that I was flirting with you. I was like, no, you didn't. And mm. even if you did, like, I've never even met you. Like, who cares? Yeah. I noticed this is also a rising issue over the last couple of years, too. Like, it's gotten more intense or extreme. I've noticed a lot of YouTubers, especially talking about it recently. So I'm like, because I'm like, it's happened. It's happened even on this show where, where people are writing and be like, Michael Jordan, fuck you, fuck you. I'm like, you can't say that. To, like, you you don't know us. Yeah, it's only in terms of endearment. We I could talk you. to you like that because I know I, you. You're in my house. Yeah. You've met my mother. I've been to your house. We, I, we have each other's numbers and like that's like a white person like, yeah, nigga, like yeah, oh, no, that's like, great. That's a great example. No, <laughs> but but we're friends. Right? I listen to but, your podcast. But I have a black friend that lets me say it. Okay, that's y'all relationship <laughs> yeah that doesn't mean you can do that with every fucking black person oh my god oh wait he gives a review here for one room with 84 Where, what is what's going on <laughs> 84 yeah he goes through everything slash year let me try let me try to read this really fast uh anyways i just want to say i got hbo max for suicide squad for one month and canceling because honestly there's not enough content on there at all it's so severely lackluster it's not even funny Half of what they offer I own when it comes to their DC movies, animated specifically. Heck, only thing I watch actively or try semi-actively to watch is The Fresh Prince and some classic Looney Tunes. Oh, that's classic. And Tom and Jerry. Other than that, it's not worth that $15.99 price tag a month or $150 a year. I didn't even realize it was that much. I understand they are trying to justify it by their movies that release in theaters and on platform too, but that's just not enough to warrant that price tag for an annual subscription, which I often like to do with subscription-based services as it saves you more money in the long run. Like, I pay that price tag for three years of Disney Plus before it was even released. I mean, what he's talking about here is a lot of what we talked about before about replacing cable with apps is not going to work in the long term. There's so many fucking apps and so many things competing for your money. Yeah, like uh, every, everything's starting to nickel and dime you. Like, there's this whole thing going on now with even uh, comics, how certain comic creators are leaving, like Marvel and DC. Spoilers. Jonathan Hickman is leaving X-Men in a little bit, like after his next run, which I'm like, mm. it's fucking terrible. Feels like the 90s all over again with like image comments and stuff. Or yeah, they're, the they're, joining, they're joining this thing called Substack, which oh, like- Exactly what happened in the 90s with comics. <laughs> yeah, so it's like in order to get their specific work, you have to pay either like $7 a month or $75 a year to get, if you're a fan of Jonathan Hickman, if you want Jonathan Hickman independent comics, you got to pay that. If you want Chip Zdarsky independent comics, you got to pay him as well. If you want freaking- The Fraction of media is going to be so crazy in the next five or ten years where yeah. it's like th this communal watch everybody watches the same thing type of like vibe that we've got going on right now is not going to last where everybody's going to have their own individual media and everyone's like competing for your ten bucks a month or five bucks a month or whatever it is like what yeah I've been, and I've been saying how's that going to work for a while it's, it's going to be unsustainable I mean yeah. at, a, at, at even now it's kind of unsustainable like yeah. if you literally like if you break down every single not just the major ones, but all the subscription services. Yeah. It's damn near cable price. Like you're damn near paying like 200 something dollars a month. Yeah, for sure. 
So it's like I, I'm really interested to see where entertainment goes in the next like even ten years. Uh, so and he, more shit is coming. So yeah, uh, he throws out some reviews. Let's just run through them real fast. Real fast. He talks about Suicide Squad, Perfect Vision. I honestly can't think of anything I didn't like about it. Perfect Vision. James Gunn's a genius. Please let this just spin off to a new DC Cinematic Universe. Forget the DCEU and the Snyderverse shills. Wonder Woman eighty four. Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. Perfect Vision. Mm, you've lost all credibility. <laughs> <laughs> or a very high more than passable uh jordan man technically you did spoil this movie for me what but i'm not counting it against you as a spoiler was discussed basically within the first 20 minutes i personally really love this movie a lot but there's just one thing holding it back the rape uh, <laughs> being a, uh it being a perfect vision and that is i'm gonna say it i don't care anymore gal gadot herself oh well i mean we've talked about that too how her acting isn't the strongest my god she can't act oh there you go she goes good in some scenes and there are a few uh just far between but everything else man oh man she is just ugh yeah i understand that uh cheetah's trash yada yada he goes into a lot of details about that it's great because of patty jenkins amazing writing oh he's talking about the one in 2017 yeah i, I maybe i mean I, I don't know what was patty jenkins writing anymore after seeing one eighty four. so <laughs> uh, maybe that was all fucking uh what's his name the other guy uh jeff johns Anyways, guys, it's all turned out a little longer than expected. Black Widow paper may be coming. Probably not, though, because of work and literate text-based roleplay server replies get me swamped. Or just life. Uh, Begrudgingly watch Zack Snyder's Justice League just to see it in format. Oh, you haven't seen it? I recommend it, bro. Even though I watched it... Oh, you did watch it. Even though I watched and agreed with Mahler on YouTube's two-and-a-half-hour analysis and review of the film. All right, later, guys, and wishing you well and stay safe. Oh, and to the listeners, get vaccinated. The vaccine is safe. Sure, you may still get COVID, but your chance of death and continuing... He's like doing a PSA right now. Basically, get vaccinated, guys. (laughs) Uh, Okay, now I'm done. I had to get that off my chest. Take care, guys. Seriously, sincerely, Super Iron Halo. All right, bro. Thank you so much for the email. I abbreviated it a little bit, but... I do appreciate your long reviews. I like your insights. Um, next email comes from... Oh, my God. What is what is going on with these long-ass emails? This is from Saneev Shanisi, and it's about vaccine passports. I mean, does that have anything to do with actual like media? No, I think this is this is the talking point about uh, him, Michael and Jordan, or MJ for short. Huh? That's cute. <laughs> or Michael Jackson. <laughs> Uh, or Michael Jordan. <laughs> the more obvious one, right? <laughs> uh, just writing to give you a take on vaccine passports. You guys were talking about it last episode. Um, I mean, I guess, how do you feel about the vaccination passport stuff? Whatever. <laughs> also, one last thing I promise I'm done. We also don't know how long a system like this would stay in place if implemented. Yeah, he went real, real granular on vaccine passports. Look, man. I understand the fear of thinking the government's going to start cracking down and start con- like the everyone. I think what, what the core of people's fear are fears are with the vaccinations and the 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 the, the quarantines and stuff like uh, what's the other word uh, uh, curfews is because there's a like what I've been even saying with you know my little rants about the strong female pattern in Hollywood. It's a slippery slope where it, it becomes it's going to just become worse and worse over time. So what they really fear is not the vaccination passports or not the quarantines coming back, but 
how much control will the government have if we give them this much control now, 10 years from now? And I mean, until we start seeing signs of that, I think it's an unfounded fear. I don't think America's ever going to become a totalitarian system, but I feel like every system before they become a totalitarian system might feel that way. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's... We got close. Trump was close. Like, it it takes a Trump to come into power and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, not even just Trump, but after 9-11, like, the the, the habeas corpus being wiped out, the Patriot Act, et cetera, et cetera. Like... Yeah. NSA spying through our phone. Like, if I talk about condoms, I'll get a fucking ad about condoms on my phone yeah so i guess it comes down to like where we're gonna draw the line at because if you really want to draw a line about our freedoms not being free anymore like you just have to say with the phones we're literally being spied on but people have the rational fear that the vaccination is gonna give the government the ability to track you and shit like that the government already can track you we're holding our trackers in our hands and joking about it with memes (laughs) like they're laughing at our fbi memes while they're while the fbi is watching those memes yeah people always talk about america being free i'm like we're not really free like i I use this example because it's the most appropriate and uh and uh i can't think of the word i'm using but like we're not that free because like if i wanted to go out and fuck a prostitute right now i'd go to jail that's not freedom Mm. How free are we? If I wanted to shoot up some heroin in my veins, yeah, just me. I'm not hurting anybody else. Just me. That's I can't do it. That's, I'll go to jail. That's yeah. free. Now I'm not saying I want to do heroin. Yeah, I want to do pro- fuck a prostitute. Yeah, but if I wanted to, can't. Yeah, but I can watch porn. Yeah. How is that any different? Well, I'm not gonna say how oh, that's different, but I'm just gonna say that for the vaccination passports, especially, we already had that to an extent for certain countries. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I mentioned, yeah, yeah, I mentioned before, like, in order to go to Africa, I got to have yellow fever. In order to go such and such, or hepatitis A and B. Or even even here, like, in order to go to school, in order to enroll your kids in school, you have to have a, a me, m, um, mumps, measles, rubella shot, uh, and uh, other shots or whatever. Yeah. I want to read a little bit of his email, though, because he does spit a lot of truth in this. Think about it this way. Let's say we do stop people from entering restaurants without being vaccinated. It doesn't do much because the amount of people you'd come into contact with before even entering the restaurant either through public transport or other means still ensures the virus will spread unless now we stop people to go aren't vaccinated from going outside or taking public transport which is why which is why even more way even more discriminatory in addition people before the vaccines were even out even out the likelihood you die from covid was very low compared to the recovery rate and it's probably even lower now that the vaccines are out so with that being said what would be the point of a vaccine passport oh he's saying fuck the passports like what the fuck it live your life keep in mind there are seven billion blah 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 blah. also one last thing i promise i'm done we also don't know how long a system like this would stay if implemented given the history of governments they typically don't like giving power back and that's what i was saying before about the 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 fear of giving too much control to the government uh we have to create new vaccines that can fight off that variant and if we had a vaccine passport system in place that would mean that people would have to update their vaccine passports because their current vaccine would now be invalid oh i nearly forgot here in the uk if you die of the vaccine oh if you die to the vaccine you can't sue the company who made it i don't know if it's the same in the u.s but if implemented a vaccine passport system which almost forces you to get vaccinated but a family dies from the vaccine you can't sue the company oh that's kind of fucked up like i mean if you died directly from the vaccination, I think you should be able to do something. Like, <laughs> but just cover their asses. That's, that's Yeah, no, that's to cover their asses. I think yeah. it's the same here, too. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, I, I guess it's just... So, yeah, I get... I, 
and I mean, ultimately, I understand why there's the fear because, yeah, like the government hasn't given us given us a reason to trust them. No, like even the me- vaccination the itself. Not half even the government not, says get it. Half not, the government says not approved. Not, I was not like, even uh. just, not even just with COVID, <laughs> but every like they lied to get us into the Iraq war and they got, they got, yep. like yeah. So I, they I, lie about everything. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it doesn't help that the media does it too. Like Fox, yeah. CNN, MSNBC, all of them. Yeah. So I mean, I get why people are apprehensive mm-hmm. about it but at the same time it's like you also have to look at trends and and patterns where like certain things you could pick up and be like oh something doesn't seem right about this but at least with the with the vaccine specifically and the reason why I kind of trust it is because like you have to look at who wants it and like all mm. the rich people like because remember America was hoarding the vaccine at first because like they're not giving it to other countries because they wanted to give it to us first and then also rich people are clamoring to get the get the shot too yeah. and everything like that and now finally now that, now that like at least 70% of the population are vaccinated now they're finally letting it go out to other people mm-hmm. so I'm like so because of that like it, I don't know I feel like if it wasn't if it wasn't actually uh, a workable solution. They probably just like shell it out to third world countries first. Like, yeah, let's test it on. Yeah. Let's test it on these poor people. And, yeah. Like, we'll wait to give it to Americans. Yeah. It's like no. It's like, and they rely about it and say like, no, it's because of the goodness in our hearts that we want to yeah. help these poor we countries help these first. Poor nations. Lies. <laughs> yeah, more government lies. All right. Last email. This was short. Thank you, that nibba. It's the only short email today. Uh, Harry Potter, fellows. I am stone watching Harry Potter fight compilations. The stream of choice today is mimosa. Nice. But it got me thinking. Why is Harry Potter never talked about when it comes to the best action movie franchise conversation? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Especially when it comes to their use of magic in combat. Michael, you're always complaining about how the MCU magic isn't really magic, and I agree. I can only think of one movie... With the Harry Potter fighting the mat that that was uh with the Dumbledore Voldemort Dumbledore fight Voldemort fight the Hokage battle yeah, yeah that was dope with that the was, elements <laughs> other than that like beams it's always just beams <laughs> but I'm not, but I'm not and I, I get because Dumbledore expanding Patronum <laughs> yeah that was kind of beams too but like. But it was like different. Like he was using like the the water around him to like defend against like like the glass, and he turned the glass into some other shit and threw it at Voldemort, and it felt like a real magic battle. Like there was like fire and lightning and water. It was elements involved yeah. rather than just and maybe- beams, beam struggle. <laughs> it was like Kamehameha with wands. <laughs> And then maybe the fight between all the Death Eaters and then the Order of the Phoenix when uh, Sirius Black died. I can't remember which movie that was. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban? No, it wasn't no. Prisoner of Azkaban. I think it was Deathly Hollows 1. Or maybe it was... Uh, no, it was uh, Half-Blooded Prince, I think. He died in Half-Blooded Prince? Sirius Black, I think. Oh. It was one of those. So the, the, those are the best two, I think... <laughs> fights but other than it's like eight movies yeah every other fight is just kind of you just hold your wand out and the light comes out yeah. <laughs> and whatever your fight goes even, ah! the final, even the final fight with Voldemort it was just just oh yeah just beams <laughs> beam battle uh, Michael you're blah 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 MC Loki Doctor Strange give me aneurysm, aneurysms what are your thoughts on the use of magic in Harry Potter and do you have any favorite fights well we just kind of went over yeah, that yeah just went over it uh, minus Voldemort versus Dumbledore and the Ministry of Magic see I feel like that's everybody's favorite because it was like yeah, the most the, yeah that was the most magic-y yeah and then we die just oh no Snape that <laughs> I was like yo <laughs> I get this part of the plan but fuck I want another big Dumbledore battle <laughs> even in the new movies I, w- I wanted Dumbledore to have some action scenes he's not even the focus of no. these new movies he should have been he should be the main character <laughs> he's too gay 
Like he's gay and they don't even talk about it. <laughs> I, I would take gay Dumbledore origin story uh, if it meant I also get big magical Hokage battles. But like the whole love between him and uh, what's his face? Uh, what is it? Grindelwald? They don't even talk about it. Which is supposed to be the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but okay, that's it for emails. And that note, let's just jump right into topics because we spent 40 minutes doing emails. How is it when we have nothing to talk about? Everything else just fills time. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into the, the, the uh, let's talk about, let's talk about what if. Let's get into what if first. I am the watcher. I observe all that transpires here. But I do not, cannot, will not interfere. I guess I have to freestyle then. Hey! We have you out of bird. A ravager never flies solo. I said never flies solo. Uh, is that some kind of catchphrase? <laughs> You had me worried for a second. Journey to face the unknown and ponder the question. What if? Uh, Marvel's What If. And for those that know our rating system here on Blur Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchpon. Uh, so Uatu, the Watcher, after the events of Loki, where Sylvie pulled the ultimate cosmic Karen and, and spoke to the, the universe's manager, <laughs> Kang, the Kang, the would-be conqueror, and fractured the timeline. Now we finally get the the MCU multiverse in full effect. They don't explicitly draw the line between those two shows, but given the the nature of the show, I've got a that is a direct consequence from Loki, right? Yeah, because they released a uh, timeline and it says what if takes place after Loki. Okay, so there and you then go. he kind of says in uh, the Watcher says in the, the, the when he gives his narration, he's like, "I'm gonna I'm your guide through these new universes, I'm ah, like, mm, new universes, yeah, 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 something. I cannot, will not interfere. Which I, means he's gonna interfere at some point. point yeah, yeah. <laughs> he always does. I mean, in the comics, what you want to always at some point there's something where it's like I shouldn't yeah. do this, but I'm here, so. <laughs> Put my um, dick in it. Don't 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 do it. The <laughs> variant. Uh, <laughs> um, and the first, uh, so far the first two episodes are out. The the second episode just dropped uh, today. You've seen the first three. I've only seen the first two. Um, and I'm glad that we didn't talk about uh, just the first. Episode. I'm glad we waited long enough for the second episode to drop because I was telling you before the podcast started that I felt like if I had just seen the first one, I would have been underwhelmed. Um, you know, not to say that it was terrible, but it just felt like uh, the first what if story was about what if Peggy became Captain Britain? Cause they didn't, she's not Captain Britain, but they call her Captain Carter rather than Steve become Captain America. Um, and I felt like that one uh, kind of just went through the motions of the Captain America first Avenger story. It didn't do enough to set it apart. It, it felt like if you had asked me what I would think would happen to, and not even like a time to plan it, just if you asked me on the spot, what would happen if Captain Carter, if, if Peggy Carter became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers? 
I would just play at libs and just go, okay, well, instead of Steve on the train, it's Peggy on the train with Bucky. And instead of uh, Steve getting frozen, it's Peggy that gets thrown into the future instead of Steve. And that's literally <laughs> like every beat that happens in First Avenger basically plays out in that uh, that first what if. Um, I guess non-spoilers where we talk about just our general thoughts and ratings and then we'll jump into spoilers, especially for the second one. Um, so it was okay, but it left me underwhelmed. It was just like, all right, well, now I understand why Michael was talking about like, oh, well, it doesn't have enough there there to continue a conversation week to week. It's like, okay, that happened. <laughs> it was like, all right, well, I saw it. It almost felt like watching just a, a cool fan short on YouTube or something. It didn't, it didn't feel like it had any real impact to anything. Because it doesn't, because it's a what if. <laughs> but I think the second what if with T'Challa, what if he became Star-Lord, did a lot to um, kind of explore, I like the, the theme of nature or nurture, like what happens if the a, a very fundamentally different character of T'Challa were to be in the place of Peter Quill, Star-Lord in the events of Guardians of the Galaxy. And they touch on earmarks of that first Guardians movie, but they also do enough to show you what just T'Challa being in space, how that ripple effect has also changed so many of the other things that we've known in uh, the, the the cosmic aspect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Also still though, kind of feel like, because they're so short, I still kind of feel like there's not enough to like really like dive into and dissect and talk about. Well, the T'Challa one at least made me, it left me wanting more. Yeah, like, I want to see I more of that story. Yeah, I'm like, yo, what happens next? That's like, what, but that's, that's kind of my point. It's like yeah. you, you get these little tidbits, and then you're just like, obviously, there's going to be more of the because you saw in the trailer like T'Challa, Star Lord, with Gamora and Captain Carter. Like they did the the Avengers. So is this all of these what ifs taking place in the same fractured timeline? No, they're all different. Oh, or I think. Oh, I thought that that was gonna be their Avengers, where it's Captain Carter, T'Challa. I, I, I think they're all different because I don't see Spider-Man. this connecting to. I don't think this is gonna connect to like Marvel zombies, or maybe I don't know. Oh, it that's could, right. There's Marvel could. zombies. Maybe maybe the Marvel zombies are the Chitari. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe. I yeah. don't know, but like, yeah, I don't. I, they they may be all one universe, or they might be separate universes. But I still kind of feel like because they're so short, like we're probably not gonna see more. We're gonna see more. St- uh, Star T'Challa, Star Panther, or T'Challa Lord. <laughs> One of the small issues I had with that was like, didn't Star Lord get his name from his mom? That's where that name came from. She used to call him like that was a point at the end of the movie where she he opens the letter, the first Guardians, and you see in the letter from his mom to him, she calls him her little Star Lord. That's where he got the name from. So I'm like, where the fuck did he get Star Lord's name from in this? (laughs) It worked because I like the Lord aspect. But I was like, see, I don't even remember. So the writers didn't remember either. I was like, how'd you get that name? I thought you'd be like Cosmic Panther or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because there are even moments where he does like the the Panther run. Like you see him jump like from, I don't know, scaffolding the scaffolding before he attacks a, a character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he's got elements of the Panther in him. Yeah, because even though he's not the Black Panther in this, he still was training to be yeah. as a kid. So he has some of that training. Also, how do accents work? They don't go away even when you were a kid and you live in space for 20 years? They don't even lessen a little bit. Like it's, yeah, I mean, it's, how, it's just as thick. <laughs> not, not. I mean, it depends. Because like, how many people do we know that aren't from America that have lived in America all their life and their accent is still pretty? 
Well, I'm going by like people how, that I've known like that Jay, grew like up how here. How Jamie in America? Her, she still has her Korean accent. But she moved when she was already like past being a kid. So I'm just going by people that I've known that lived in on the East Coast and then moved south like when they were kind of young and they end up developing a Southern accent. And it's not fake. Like I'll talk to them now and they have a, they have a Southern accent. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I thought maybe he would get... Yandu's accent more? I don't know. <laughs> like, or lose the African accent a little bit. Wakanda's strong as fuck. That's all yeah, I, I was like. <laughs> I was like, it run deep. But I'm like, what are space accents? Because literally, I don't know. Usually, usually anytime they have a character in space, they say, oh, we'll give him a British accent. That's different. That's spacey. Yeah. Everyone's got a universal translator. It's always English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the definitely the second episode, what if I enjoyed infinitely more so if i was gonna rate them both individually i'd give the first one with captain carter like a like a high passable yeah high passable yeah and then for uh the second one do they have names like individual episode names i'm not even sure uh i don't know oh okay well whatever whatever the second episode is called i would give that one they probably do on disney plus but like honestly at my screener it just said episode one episode two episode three i'm I'm wavering between a more impassable and perfect i think conceptually if they are all like this one or the second one i i think that that's that's a good place for the what ifs to land where they do enough with other characters too that it makes you go like oh if this one thing changed he would have done this or maybe he'd be here or maybe this wouldn't have happened to this character or in other cases oh that character got fucked up because because the other events didn't happen oh shit um a lot of good easter eggs in the second one so i'd give the second one i think i, I give him perfect vision I, I really enjoyed it respect to captain or respect to t'challa <laughs> yeah also they hurt me that 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 end card like you know, in, yeah. This in, is the last in memory of T'Challa. Yeah, in memory the, of Chadwick Boseman. This is the last performance of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So this is it. Like we're not getting anything new. So I'm glad. I guess I'll save it spoilers, but I'm glad they also brought it full circle by the end, especially with T'Challa's character. And just in terms of T'Challa in general, they did a great job of making you realize how good of a guy. Least, he I don't is. think this. I don't think this episode is it, but I mean this show, like this season, because like I said, I think he comes back. Right? Yeah, he comes yeah. back. So yeah, yeah. so I just it makes you realize how good of a guy T'Challa is. Like he he is the Black Captain America. Poor Peter Quill though, because. He just does his job better. <laughs> like anything you can do, yeah. I can do better. More, more black Captain American than Sam Wilson. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's not American. Like I, just, I that's one of the things I, I really regret with Chadwick Boseman dying. We'll never get to see him talk to Sam Wilson, Captain America. I feel like that would have been a very poignant moment. Or even just grow in this new phase of Marvel. Yeah. Like he would I feel like he would have been a much bigger deal. He would have been, I think, the Tony Stark of this this new phase. This new era. I don't know to count Doctor oh, no, Strange and Tony Stark. They, they may make they probably give that to Shuri because she's the she's the smart one. Even though, because I I do feel like they down and <coughs> in the MCU they downplay T'Challa's intelligence. Like all that all the intellect goes that to he Shuri. Had, yeah, they give it to Shuri. Yeah, not, I mean, but I get why to make them different characters to not make him just Tony Stark, <laughs> but black. Yeah. Um. All right. So wait, would you read it? I don't know what you think about the, the um, first I would give the Captain Carter one a more, not, I mean, not more than, I would give the Captain Carter one a high passable and I would give this one a high more than, pa- I don't think I would, so far, I don't think I would give any of them perfect vision only because of my, I, I mean, 
because because only 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 because of the like yeah so like episode two and especially episode three left me hype yeah but i feel like i still kind of feel like they're not complete stories mm, so i'm like not it's, long enough it's kind of left leaving me feeling hollow yeah so because of that like hollow feeling at the end like i don't know like conceptually i loved it yeah but i think just because of that little hollow feeling i have at the end i don't know if i would give it a perfect but mm. that's probably just a me thing okay not necessarily rating the ex- actual episode in and of itself yeah but i get that complaint though i understand but yeah, I, I love this episode. I, I, I think the thing about this episode that, like, like you mentioned, that was very different from episode one. Like, it didn't feel like a paint by numbers. Like, oh, we have to uh, redo the first first Avenger all over again. So yeah, we'll have yeah. Peggy do this. You remember this moment? You remember when Steve was coming out with the gun with yeah. Bucky? Now it's now Peggy. It's, now it's Peggy. It's like okay, yeah. like the difference only being that feminists like, <laughs> women can't do that. Well, women can. It's, it's like, like all right. Part of me is I'm like, well, like I feel like. They didn't go far enough with the with the premise in the sense, and I mean they do they do some of the same thing with like the very first because I read the very first What If comic with mm. like What If Spider Man joined the Fantastic Four, mm. and it paralleled a lot of the same things that happened in the actual comic, mm. and like a lot of things were the same, yeah. but then it were like small things that they changed. It like Sue Storm, she felt spoilers for like a forty year comic. I'm like what. <laughs> Because because Spider Man joined the team, she started to feel neglected. So she, you know how the whole thing was Sue and Namor. Yeah, she started fucking Namor. Well, she didn't start fucking Namor, but she was like, there was a moment where Namor kidnaps her, and in the original comic, she goes back t- to read. Yeah, but in this one, they're like, she and the what if they're like, I feel like you don't need because they they started taking Spider Man on missions instead of her because you know their Fantastic Four ve- sexism. <laughs> their Fantastic Four vehicles were only built for four of them. My God, you, they can't. They're rich. They, they can't make it make a fifth. They, no, they, they didn't make they didn't make another one. So instead of taking oh, Sue, read the dick. instead of taking Sue, they would take Spider-Man. Sexism. So she started to feel neglected. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I love both Reed and Namor, but I feel like Reed, like you don't need me anymore. Also, he can web sling. He doesn't even need the car. <laughs> yeah, but if they're going to the fucking the negative zone, what is he gonna oh, web sling yeah, okay, to? Fair, yeah. <laughs> Just hanging on the side. Yeah, like he's going to space. He's dangling. <laughs> So they're like, so yeah, she's like, I feel like you don't need me anymore, Reed. So I'm going with Namor. Namor turned her into a fish. Not an actual Wait, not, what? A, not, a, not an actual fish, but he made her Atlantean. Like he put her in a device and he made her Atlantean, and now she can't live on the surface anymore. What the fuck? Because Namor's like a half-breed or some First shit of all, like Sue, that. Sue, Petty, goddamn. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so now she can no longer go on the surface and has to live on Earth. And she's with Namor. So the Fantastic Five became the Fantastic Four again. Wow. So Reed's looking so that, at Peter so like, that was a, fucked up my marriage. So yeah, so that was a major change that happened in that. Yeah. But in terms of like, it was like very, it was like a lot of the same beats that happened in like Spider-Man and Fantastic Four comics. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Like a major thing happened. Peggy went to the future. She, as, as she fought a fucking giant tentacle thing. That, that was happen. the biggest divergence. Yeah, that was the biggest divergence. But in terms of everything else, like it's literally the same, same shit. Yeah. And she shows up where Loki would have shown up in the Avengers. Is that yeah. what I'm understanding? Yeah. Yeah. So what happened to Loki in that world? Dunno. But <laughs> Dunno. Yeah. And also something you lose something when your Captain America isn't frozen. I'm like, got a freezer. Come on. <laughs> well, she technically was frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Moment through time got blipped. Um but let's talk about Captain Carter first a little bit then. Uh yeah, like you said, this it felt like a lot of paint by numbers with the plot. And they did a lot of like head like like nodding to things that you know about in the MCU. Like, oh, I felt you almost ripped off my arm, Bucky. You know, yeah. he's like, oh, okay, he's got a metal, metal that's arm. Not, that's <laughs> not I just that just like would you mention that triggered something? I mean, not triggered, but sparked. Yeah, uh, I feel like they downplayed 
a lot of the Steve and Bucky relationship. A very. Like, even when Bu- when Steve, quote unquote, died like Bucky did, and it was Carter that was like, Steve, no! And Bucky, Bucky didn't even blink. He was yeah, just like, we gotta go. He's like, you gotta go. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> damn, Steve mourned you, you asshole. <laughs> he's just like, eh, <laughs> we gotta go. Yeah, like, even, even in the first Avenger, like, when everything, when they fought the Red Skull, yeah. and everything was exploding, and uh, Steve looked like he was about to uh, die or whatever, and uh, Steve was telling Bucky, he was like, go, go without me. And Bucky was like, not without you. Yeah, like there's there best was friends. No, yeah, like, there was none lovers. Oh, all right. <laughs> fair. There was none of that, and he was just like, "Oh shit, he's died." Okay, let's they, go. Do you think he downplayed it for the sake of yeah. the romance between Peggy and Steve? I think they downplayed it because of the whole give Steve like the whole Stucky. Oh, you think they they specifically were reacting to people shipping them? Yes, and decided to completely downplay the yes, relationship. I think so. What? I think so. I could kind of see that because it, it, but I, the the memes of. Big giant woman Peggy, fucking little Steve, and or you know why they call me Peggy Carter? <laughs> like the, the memes have been hilarious. Like Bucky saves Steve, and Steve's like, "Ah, oh, I, I bang Peggy, Bucky," and he's like, "You okay, man?" Like, "Ah, oh, yeah, but my ass hurts." <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god," <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, because I'm like, and, and some funny enough, somebody did a video about it. I'm, that's part of the reason why I love TikTok because I find other people that I'm like, this is exactly what I was thinking. Mm. Like, she's because she made a video basically was like, the more they try to downplay the Stucky thing, the more they actually confirm it. Mm. Like, because there's a lot of parallels between the, the Steve and Bucky, and then in this episode, Peggy and Peggy and Steve. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's even like it's in. Even more interesting pairing when you have big Amazon looking Peggy Carter and little Strippy Steve is like, yeah. yo, she would destroy him with her vagina. <laughs> he would not survive. <laughs> oh, and speaking of not surviving, how do you feel? I, I feel like it. I also had an issue with that first episode because it lessened the importance of Iron Man when Howard Stark can just he build his, the yeah, Ironmonger. Yeah, he builds the Ironmonger before Tony does. I'm just like, mm, I don't. But it's a what and if. I feel like that even it's, takes away it's, from it's Peggy. A, but it's a what if. I know it's a what if, but it's even I feel like if the point of that what if is Captain Carter, it feels more like it's Captain Carter plus Iron Steve now. You know what I mean? It doesn't have the same dynamic. Yeah, but I would so even I, prefer but, but, uh, uh, Captain I'm, Carter. With Bucky. I, mean, I guess it makes sense in this in the sense that, like, it's still the '40s. Like, even though Peggy is the so super soldier, like they still want Steve. Like he was still the intended. He was still the chosen one. So they still want to give him something because he's the man. Like, yeah. I thought they were just gonna kill him in that in the very beginning when he gets shot. I felt like that would be the place to, you know, do the what if change, but they decided, I guess, no, no, no. Iron Steve is cooler. <laughs> They're like, oh. And at the end, they, instead of fighting Red Skull, a giant octopus from hell. And is that from any is that like sugar sugar grath or whatever? Like, is that supposed to be something? I don't think that was uh Shuma Grath. Oh. Because I'm like there's no way Peggy's just gonna get rid of Shuma. Just, just by push pu- him. Just by pushing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shuma Garath is a jo- like Doctor Strange. Is like if Shuma Garath shows up, we're fucked. Okay. Like there's nothing. So it was, it was a random tentacle monster. Yeah, it, it, I think it was the same species, but okay. And plus, I'm like, I don't, I don't. And granted, I could be wrong because we thought the same thing about Loki. Like they're not gonna introduce somebody like Jonathan Majors in a Loki show. And then he's like, Hey guys, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I'm, I'm King. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Well, not but yet. I'm gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, 
I also thought it was kind of funny that Mike is we got a female centric superhero story. You got to introduce tentacles, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> is that the pervert, the hentai in me of Mike? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I mean, I get it. I'm like, come on. Um, was there anything else in that first? It wasn't. It was just Captain America again. That's why I was just like, yeah, okay. Nothing surprised me really. Nothing really blew me away in terms of like character development, even. So it was just, it was just okay. Um, but then the second episode with T'Challa, I felt like it scratched the itch of so many different elements within the universe. Because it wasn't just a what if for T'Challa, it was also a what if for the Guards of the Galaxy. And even more specifically, now we're in spoilers, I did not expect to see Thanos in that episode and to have him be like Gardner Thanos. He's like, so, 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 so what my understanding is, if you just let T'Challa do more, like if he was if he if he got access to space instead of Peter Quill, he would have actually saved, would the, universe saved the universe before <laughs> Infinity War <laughs> by just talking to Thanos. Yeah, you're like, hey man, what you're doing is kind of genocide. What? But I'm like, that's no. The, I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see that conversation. First of all, how did he even get to Thanos? And did they underpower Thanos? Because Thanos is getting his ass whipped by the Black Order in this. And I'm like, is it because he doesn't have any weapons? Is it because he is living a life of peace now? So he's not as... He he peace up the Hulk with his bare I hands. because they ganged up on him. Like, even if... No matter how powerful... Like, if you if you got more than one person ganging up on you... Yeah, you, is that what it is? I think that was... Because he, he was about to kill the big guy. Yeah. Okay. Until Proxima Midnight showed up. Yeah. All right. I just thought that Thanos was I, I, I thought no, because I thought the same thing too. I'm like, that, like, are they underpowering Thanos? Because we got Thanos on your team. I'm like, so you can't yeah, lose. You can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna fight the Collector. I'm thinking about the the original MCU version of Collector. I'm like, slap him once. <laughs> oh, get out of here. But they did a good job even the Collector of like powering him up with elements of things from the MCU. Like he had Captain America's shield. You saw Hela's uh, crown and her throwing sword stuff uh korg they he apparently killed korg and took his arm that little offhanded mention of like oh it was a talkative uh i forgot what the species name is i'm like that was korg you killed korg you monster <laughs> but on the flip side i see things like drax and because of t'challa talk no jutsuing thanos he never destroyed uh drax's, drax's home planet yeah so he's like working at a bar and his kids his kid and his his wife are still alive and I'm like, this is kind of beautiful. And Nebula, they, have, they still have a bad relationship because he still because he still did what he, he did. He still tortured her. Yeah, but she's got hair. But I also, <laughs> but I also thought it was weird. That, Long flowy locks. I, I, and granted, we we see that she's coming, but I thought it was weird there was no Gamora. Yeah, that was my next thing. I thought she was gonna be in the episode, but she never showed up. Yeah, no. Did he never conquer Gamora's world then? No, he had to. He have. had to have because that's Cause before she, Chala would have gotten old yeah, enough. Yeah, because Gamora was a kid. Yeah, but there's no star. And even with Nebula, like he still did the same. Like he still took her from her home world, torture and all that other stuff. He just changed. Yeah, he's basically Endeavor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> but, but I just love that. You could, I just love like the the fact that even by the end, when he's at like that big Wakandan party, and he's still telling people about his plan. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I think that would be genocide. He's like, no, no but it's fair. <laughs> and it's efficient. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, like oh, Thanos going to Thanos. Like it's still in the back of his mind. Yeah. But he's like, I, I don't know how to describe it. He's like a dad. He's, he's now, he's just like a... Like, I feel like, like um, I don't know, if T'Challa died, 
He'd be like, uh, like, uh, fucking, uh, what's his face from Avatar? The only thing that was stopping me, like when he, uh, when, when, uh, Roku died on the volcano. Oh, oh, and the, like the, the Fire Lord. Holding, yeah, the only thing that was holding me back was because your, your motherfucking ass was there. Now you're dead. You're Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, the fact that he's still thinking about it, uh, it's a funny character court to give him, but just the surprise of seeing Thanos in this type of setting and him being chill. I liked it. And it's Josh Brolin. So it's the same yeah, voice so. too. So I was like, I like chill Thanos. <laughs> I fuck. And again, T'Challa is just a better Star-Lord than Peter Quill could ever have been. He changed the Guardian. I mean, not the Guardian. He changed uh, the Ravagers. He kept Taserface on the team. They even make mention that if it wasn't for T'Challa being there, uh, the same thing would have happened with Yandu and his his team splitting away from him. But T'Challa being a great ambassador slash uh, negotiator slash just 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 presence, like he he's bringing a force of good into the universe that Peter Quill just with his reckless stupid ass never really brought. He's actually he's still the Black Panther, but just in space. He's bringing people together. He's doing right by by civilizations that aren't powerful. He's being Robin Hood in space. Yeah. I'm like and even like uh, the, the the granted they still can't fucking give uh, Jaman Hansu justice. I thought they did him better in this than in anything. Yeah, they did. They gave him personality. Still, he, he was still a little he's he's still a little goofy and and like a useless character more or less. I guess so, but I like that. But it's still short. Like I'm start. Mr. Star-Lord, like... Yeah, yeah. the complete opposite yeah. of who? Now it's... Now, oh, Star-Lord, sir! Oh, my God! That whole banter of him, like, do I use the gun? I put the gun away. I don't have to use the gun. Like, no, no, use, that's what we're here for. Use the gun, it's fine. <laughs> like, I, I just... It it made me love T'Challa as a character all over again. And it made me... That's why I gave, I gave it perfect vision, because it made me miss Chadwick Boseman. It made me go, fuck! He was just a great character, a great person. He made... It doesn't matter what situation you put T'Challa in, he makes the world better around him. I'm like... And then even like the revelation that uh, Yandu lied to him about Wakanda because at first when Yandu tells you that I'm like, yo, what happened? Did did Wanda, Wakanda go to war because they lost T'Challa? Is that what happened? But then you find out Yandu lied to him in the same way he kind of lied to Peter to keep him close as his son. And I'm just like, yo, even that emotional back and forth I felt. I was like, I feel like they're a better father-son relationship than Peter Quill was with Yandu. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, man. I just, I it made me like Yanu's character all over again. It made me like Thanos' character even more. It made me love T'Challa's character. It made me like, uh, not Gamora, uh, Nebula even. I like seeing the 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 happier Nebula with like the her long hair. I feel like that's a big character trait. Her being bald from all the torture. So now she's got the long hair, so she's happy. <laughs> I forgot what I was about to say. I kind of just went on a rant. I mean, well, how'd you feel about it though? Like, I just love so many elements in it, so I'm just gushing. It was something about Wakanda that I was about to say that I forgot. Uh, it's about going back to Wakanda at the end. I like that. Too. Oh no, 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 it wasn't Wakanda. Oh. The only thing about this episode that I was like, so is the world just destroyed now? Because they, I mean, they kind of tease it at the end, but I'm like, the whole point. Oh, ego. Yeah, the whole point was hiding peter from ego yeah so but you got to the end ego got peter so i'm like so the world is destroyed then like he's he took over all, all the universe with his plant shit yeah or 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 maybe that's the next what if maybe they're gonna try and stop ego or something but yeah i mean 
But I feel like even that's kind of like the cool parts of like the what if multiverse stories where it's like, oh, that was a cool story. But because all those things changed for the better, here's something you didn't even expect to be something that would fuck everything up. And it's like, and it's obvious. Like, oh, yeah, right. Ego. I forgot about that. <laughs> fuck. Because yeah. when, when you take things off like, like, like Thanos off the table, it leaves, like he even said, it leaves a void for other people to kind of fill it. So even the collector being more of a threat than I would have expected him to be. And that's another thing I was like, I would like to have seen this in the MCU. Like, maybe not necessarily him being a villain, but like, I feel like they downplay a lot of their characters in the MCU. Like the Grandmaster, Mm -hmm. the Collector, they are cosmically powerful beings. Yeah. In the MCU, they're just guys. Yeah, there they are. Like, <laughs> they're just guys. Yeah, they're just regular guys. That yeah. uh, obviously they mentioned like the Grandmaster. He's like, oh, I'm older than whatever. What did he say? I've, I've been alive for whatever billions. Yeah, of, he's on some planet. On some planets, I've been alive for like billions of years or whatever. But on yeah. here, I'm whatever. I, like I don't know. Like even or even the the collector. Like yeah, he's just a guy that collects shit. But like he's not cosmically empowered. And I'm like. So they kind of tease it a little bit in this what if, like giving him more power. But even then, he's just like you could tell he's more powerful because he had this open yeah, shirt. But, but he has, <laughs> yeah, but he has enhancements. That's what's making him powerful, not the fact that he's a fucking god, basically. Yeah, and, and the like, fact that it was all all Easter egg enhancements from like other characters. That was cool. And I'm like, I want to see these. I'm like, did they kill hell? Like, I need to know that story. Like, I think they said they he, she gave it to him or something. I don't know. I'm like, what? How did you fuck you get that shit? She she was strong enough to fight all of Asgard. Like, <laughs> but but her power. Is only on Asgard. Yeah. Like if she leaves Asgard, she's weak. So she's maybe she horrible. maybe she left Asgard and, and got, got killed. Her? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Or maybe even Captain America Shield. I maybe, that? maybe they're friends. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say. Oh, how'd you feel about the Howard the Duck cameo? <laughs> no, I like. I liked it. It was, it was, cool. it was funny. It's cute. Yeah, it was still Seth Green. Oh, okay. I, I thought that was his voice. I was like, that sounds like Seth Green. <laughs> um. Is there anything else in? The second episode like, you want to talk wait, about? I can't, I can't wait for you to... Like, like I said episode three was my favorite, so I'm ready for you to watch episode three. Have they talked about what the episode three is yet? If, they, if they haven't, don't tell me. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't, I don't I even don't know if I knew that this episode was T'Challa so. before it happened. Um, okay, then on that note, let's just jump right into My Hero Academia. That's the one I would probably give like just straight up perfect even even though i'm like i want to see more of the like this is a story like i need to see like what happened but oh, out of all I'm of intrigued. them i feel like it kind of felt the most complete oh okay then i'm excited to see so what I, that would, next I would one give is. that one a perfect vision that's good then that means every single one's gotten better it's been an upward trend for what if so far hopefully it doesn't end shitty <laughs> uh so let's get into market demon this week's episode was titled more of a hero than anyone Oh, hey brother, listen Yeah, fate can be hard-hearted Go wrong, 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 go wrong
Um, let's just jump right into spoilers. If you've been following my academia, again, we were me and Mike were talking off the podcast about um, my villain academia and the controversy surrounding that. Uh, uh, just a, a quick synopsis for anybody who doesn't know about it. Uh, it from what I've been told, uh, the anime switched the order of the arcs around. So a lot of the things that's been confusing us with like why why they show Shigaraki blowing up a town and then they cut away from it. Why at the end of this episode did they show Shigaraki being operated on by that doctor that worked with All for One? Like what's going on? Um, there was an arc called My Villain Academia in the in the manga that took place before the hero agency arc with Endeavor. But because of the movie that's coming out and the movie's timeline takes place in the in the uh, the the hero agency arc with Endeavor, um, they uh, did a thing where they wanted the movie to line up with that part of the timeline, so they switched the order of the villain academia stuff and push it afterwards. So a lot of things that confuse us, that's because we were seeing basically teases of the arc that we should have seen first. So for the manga readers, they're upset because they feel like these are all spoilers for, and they say it's one of the best arcs in all of minor academia, <clears throat> where it's, it's Shigaraki kind of being uh, the Deku role where we learn more about his past. We learn more about uh, his, his goals and what he's trying to accomplish. Um, so as anime watchers only, I, I can kind of see where they're coming from, but because I don't know what happens in my villain academia for me, it's kind of been like for like not foreshadowing. I don't know what happens, but it, it feels like teasing. Like it feels like seeding the coming events, which makes me feel like <clears throat> this is going to be a big event. Now, if, if the issue is peppering things in the show that only relate to the movie that us as anime watchers don't even know what the fuck is going on. So like are that. they trying to say the movie connects more than uh, other two movies? But that's the thing. They, they, they connected the other movies with they the connect, anime. But they connect, but they look lo- the most loosest of loosely connect. But at least there was like a segue from the anime to the movie, especially that first one where they go to the hero island. Like they, they literally had a filler that was like ended with them being like, and now we're going to this island. <laughs> so like, at least it kind of has segued. But in this one, I mean, it, it they're they're also connecting it, but they're doing it in like a backwards way, where like me and you didn't even understand what we were seeing when we saw that weird cameo of that priest looking dude at the end of the filler episode, and it's just randomly him being like, ho ho. I don't remember what he said. It was just like, oh, and we're both like, who is that? Is that someone in the show? Like, what? but that was supposed to be like about the movie. But like, we wouldn't know. They didn't do a good enough job of even setting that up as like and something from the movie. supposed to come out? I have to assume it already came out in Japan, at least. I don't know about in, no, in, in the States. <laughs> uh, what about here? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but that being said, so this episode uh, from My Academia leads to the villain academia arc by introducing us or reintroducing us to the character Kurogiri, I think his name was the guy, the the villain that has the is like a smoke or shadow face and he can open portals. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been throughout the entire show, but apparently he's got a back history with Aizawa and Present Mike that we've never been made privy to until this episode. And and for me, I like this episode and I liked. 
everything they did with that character and establishing who he was in relation to Aizawa and present Mike. He was basically like the, I don't know, the, the, not Todoroki. Putting a wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. What? Plus, you said present Mike, present Mike. Oh, it's present Mike? Yeah. But I thought he presents. Like he's a presenter because he, what does present Mike mean? Present? Like he's in the present? He's present. I thought present. Like he doesn't a mic present? He, he, he projects, he's loud? I don't know. <laughs> now I'm, I'm like, shit, is it present Mike? Is that present? I say present, present to Michael. That's Japanese. <laughs> Their emphasis is always crazy. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so. I like this episode, but I, I feel like I would have loved it even more if even once before this, they'd established that they actually had that friend, right? Because they never talked about that before, They right? don't really talk about their past period, like yeah. the teachers. I liked how much it informed Aizawa's character. It made a lot of sense why he is the way he is now. So I don't doubt that that was part of the plan. But even just once, if they just mentioned passing, they had a friend they lost. You know what I mean? Like, so it'd be like, oh yeah, we had a friend and he died and this is him. What? Huh? Huh? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? It did, it did come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but the I execution, liked, I, I liked. I still liked it. Yeah, yeah, I think the execution was good. Um, that's really my only complaint. I just wish they at least had set it up slightly before this. Uh, but how'd you feel about the episode? Um, I thought it was I thought it was really interesting. Like you can tell pretty much that damn near everything about and again I haven't read the manga, but damn near everything about this show is very well thought out. Like the world building and the characters and their backstories. Yeah. Like it almost feels very Harry Potter-ish in the sense of like J.K. Rowling, she has all these like notes and profiles. Yeah, notes and, and then how did this, how's this works and what does this look like and then this family and this family and how they connect to this family and all this other stuff. Yeah. Stuff that we would, she's like, yeah, there's stuff in the Harry Potter that you guys will never see that I have. Mm. So like, I kind of feel the same way about the world. Like even just the, the small tidbits where they talk about like the non-heroes and how, you know, the hero organization is affecting the civilians, even though everybody has powers, but not everybody's super powered. Yeah. So like, I, I just enjoy getting more of the world in and of itself as opposed to just, oh, we're, we're at school and our, our quirks are expanding. And mm -hmm. so I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. Plus learning more about the teachers. We don't really know a lot about the teachers' lives. Yeah, it really grounded them. It made you feel like, oh, they were just a previous generation of like Deku, Bakugo, yeah, they, just, they went through the same thing and now they're teaching. They're yeah, not, they're not even really heroes anymore. They're teachers. Yeah, but if something happens, then sure they'll yeah. jump into the fray. And seeing Aizawa being so emotional, like that, never yeah, really that seen too. that. Yeah, yeah, getting to see different different aspects of both both present Mike and uh, Aizawa because we never really seen uh, pre present Mike. He's always just the hi. Yeah, he's joking. Yeah, he's a jokester. But this time, like you saw a different side of both of them before we even got to see Aizawa being emotional. We saw him being like anxious, and you're like, "Why is he so freaked out? Like, we've never seen him like this before." Just, just that alone as a, like a, uh, a characterization was like, "Oh, oh, this must be serious." If, if President Mike is making jokes, and this must be shit. Like, what's going on? And just the fact that they're finally explaining Kuragiri, whatever his name is, power, because they kind of mentioned in the beginning. Did you like, ever get a his sense? His quirk is like nobody has his quirk. Yeah, like he's different than everybody. But why is that? Now we know. He's like a... So it's like... And even the, the, the idea 
we knew about how Nomu's were, but I never got the impression that he was a Nomu. Yeah, no. Yeah, so a Nomu was kind of just like a brainwashed motherfucker who's completely genetically changed. Well, he is brainwashed. Yeah, and it's dark. <laughs> and even the little insight into um the, the Nomu that fought Endeavor, and you saw that he was a cage fighter, and that's why he had the obsession with people that were strong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's, you're starting to put together, like, oh, this is why... They act the way they do and why certain things have been happening. I, I get it now. But out of all the nomos that we've seen, this is the most like sentient and self-aware. But then, but then you realize, because I was always like, I thought he was just Shigaraki's like butler friend. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he was just like, you know, usually when there's a villain, like a, a young villain, maybe he's got like an older mentor father figure that looks out for them. Like a, think like a Piccolo to a Gohan type of thing. Or this is a Power Rangers reference, but a Klyptor to a Karone. This is Power Rangers in space. You know what that is? Okay. But but yeah, like uh, uh, a father figure to a younger, maybe not completely villainous villain. And I always get that impression of Kurogiri. But then when you realize it's like, oh, no, that's programming. And when you think about it, like, yeah, everything he's ever said or done has only been that. It's been like, uh, oh, young master, let's just do this. It's like, oh, no, because you're a slave. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I, I didn't put that together. And just that revelation is like, oh, shit, that's, that's a good fucking point. And then even the seeing the moment where he does fight the the brainwashing and you see half his face yeah, go out the shadow, it was intense. And 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 this reminded me of Fumble Alchemist with um Roy Mustang. You you saw Fumble Alchemist, yeah, right? Yeah, I saw. When uh the death after the death of wow, fuck, I'm bugging his name. Um the guy dies. You know what I'm talking about. For some reason, I want to say. Not for Mustang. some reason, I want to say Hanj, but that's no, not that's his not name. It. Yeah, that's not it. That's Attack on Titan. Yeah. But it starts with an A. H. Why am I blanking on his? I feel like a bad fucking <laughs> fan of Fullmetal Alchemist now because he's, he's Hughes, right? Is that it? Hugh, yeah, Hughes. Hughes. Okay, yeah. So when after he dies and he and Roy Mustang's at the funeral or at the grave and it starts raining and uh, the girl's like, uh, "Oh no, he no, it's not raining." He says. It looks like it's, it's going to rain. And the girl he's with is like, rain? What do you mean? He looks up at the sky and one tear rolls. And he's like, no, it's definitely raining. To, to hide the fact that he's being emotional in that moment, I got the same vibe from Aizawa where uh, he looks up and he goes, uh, present Mike's like, are you okay? And he's like, uh, yeah, my eyes are unbearably dry. And then one tear rolls and it's like, oh! you're trying to fake it out but we know you're in pain right now yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know it, just, it really grounded Aizawa's character and made me feel for him so like you said it feels like somewhere Hirokoshi like, really, I don't think it's gonna happen but I'm what? like uh oh it's an anime he getting into an emotional arc is he about to die oh no no Aizawa <laughs> but uh, yeah Hirokoshi somewhere has as far as I know like, I don't think anybody really in the mo- like I don't think there's been any major death so far I haven't heard anything. I feel like any of them dying would break the internet. It was like a major death. Yeah. Um, wait, what was I saying? Oh, but yeah, but Aizawa just that it really grounded him. It made me really feel for his character. So I'm just I'm I'm really curious to see where this goes as a plot point. And if maybe one day they're able to and that's another thing, it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's a way to fix them. It's just No, I don't think so. Maybe you can unbrainwash them. Because it seemed like he was, like his real personality was coming out. Yeah. So maybe there's a way to get them back to their normal self, but not physically. Yeah, no. Whatever augmentations are on him are are permanent. Yeah. Um, 
I guess that was the main. That was basically the entire episode, except for the Shigaraki post-credit scene at the end, um, which we still don't know what the fuck is happening there. I, I guess they're preparing his body for multiple quirks. Are they trying to transfer all for one's power into him? Is that what I'm seeing? Is that what's? I guess it's like kind of like Deku. He has to train his body. Yeah, but they made it a point. The point of a Nomu is to like Deku. Well, Shigaraki's not going to be a Nomu. No, but they made it a point that they have to alter the bodies of Nomus to withstand multiple quirks. Deku gets the pass because his ability is just having multiple quirks because of the way One for All works. But is that why Shigaraki needs to be operated on to house all the powers of All for One? Like, can he not? I, I, can he just not pass on that power to Shigaraki? He's got to like his body has to be be strong enough to withstand housing all those abilities. I mean, it could be because then I'm like, but all for one is just a regular looking person. Like he, I guess maybe because it's like that was his that was his quirk. Yeah, that was his quirk. Yeah, but they make it a point that every other person they need to be augmented, like the Nomus, to have multiple quirks. Whatever happened to that first Nomu that All Might fought? He just. <laughs> I think it's still in prison. Yeah, I know, but it's like it's like so strong. It's like I guess I'm just stuck here. <laughs> Break him out of jail. And I, I think they said like that was like a brainwash. Where, like if you don't give it orders, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it had no personality. So if Shigaraki's not there to tell it what to do, it's just like all right, I'm in jail. Yeah, because I mean the fact that All Might need to go beyond 100 percent just to take it down. I feel like it's got to come back at some point. I feel like that's a good like um. Uh, tests for Deku once he becomes, I don't know, more almighty. <laughs> Deku might. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hyped for uh, My Villain Academia. I heard the arc is one of the best arcs in, in My Academia and it's it's starting next episode. So people have been hating on this this season of My Academia a lot. Like I, I, online, people are mad. And in, in a way that I've never seen the main MHA audience kind of yeah, turn on it because I even see people like oh something needs to happen otherwise I'm I'm checking out I'm like like it's not I feel as like there's a lot of stuff happening yeah it's not as like epic as previous seasons I guess but you can't always be on eleven right you gotta you gotta set things up too Unless so you gotta you have eleven <laughs> <laughs> yes the only way <laughs> but yeah in my in my mind this is all a lot just table setting for wherever the next step of the show is going. And I think developing Shigaraki tells me that there's it's definitely leading to something. Because you don't start... even like the Toronto... Like I saw people complaining about them fighting each other in class. Like, I'm like, yeah, but ultimately the show is called My Hero Academia. Like they're in school. That was like the first uninterrupted training session we've ever had in the yeah. entire show. <laughs> well, because well, I was going to say the, the, uh, the, the festival wasn't interrupted. You mean the music festival? No, not the music. The actual, like season two. The the. Oh well, was it though? Because Toga, wasn't Toga there? Oh wait, season two. No, that's Which one is that's the. Uh, that was the license. Oh wait. Oh, you mean where Deku, Deku and Todoroki fought? Yeah, when Deku and Todoroki fought. Okay, fair. All right, so not since season two. What was it, season five? I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. <laughs> They only had two uninterrupted sessions, pretty much, in all of their school training. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter. Every every school season, Voldemort doesn't yeah, bullshit. Voldemort, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what semester is he in? <laughs> Fuck his shit up. 
So I'm just like, how how did you guys teach people? Yeah, I don't know. Like, beforehand. <laughs> Fuck your school prom, Harry. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's it for my academia. Let's just jump right into news of the Oh wait, you want to talk about free guy a little bit? Sure. All right, so let's just jump into Free Guy spoilers. For those that didn't listen to our uh, Free Guy review last week. This character in the video game Free City has been turning heads by being the good guy. We love you, blue shirt guy! Watch out for the... They seem nice. Blue shirt guy is the first real artificial intelligence. Whoa, too high! Too high! This whole world's about to end. Don't you think you'd want a chance to save it? We have to fight for it. We have to fight together. That actually hurt my hand. Um, I gave it a perfect vision, didn't I? I feel like I did. I think you yeah. did. What did you give it? Was also perfect vision, or did you give it more than passable? I don't I think know. I gave it a high passable. Or did I give it a more than pa- high, more than passable? I think you gave it on my mother. I don't remember. Go back and listen. Man, <laughs> that was last week, my guy. <laughs> I think I gave it. What do Reddy's mean if we don't remember that? <laughs> I think I gave it a high pat because yeah, I was like, I think I, I, I agree. I think there are a lot of people that would like this movie way more than I did, but and I can understand why. But yeah, that thing, just, like, I, I couldn't get that out of my head. Yeah. Okay. So so, what do we discuss in spoilers? I mean, the obvious things are the, like the the Easter eggs. That I was specifically told not to talk about until the movie released. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes hand in hand with why I think the movie was successful because it technically is a video game movie, but because it's not based on any single video game, more so just on how video game, modern video games especially, work. Like the fact that this is all about death matches, basically. Like this is all about, this is, this is, a, this is like a video game movie for the Fortnite generation, but without being about Fortnite. Like if you just call this Fortnite, I feel like it's the same movie, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like I said, uh, this is basically Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto, Fortnite, any of those multiplayer, like online games. Um, but yeah, the fact that it could crib from other things made it fucking. It was like the cherry on top of already good movies. So by the end, when you get introduced to the Hulk size Ryan Reynolds as the dude versus guy, um, and guy starts busting out. Avengers Easter eggs for Star Wars and, and they and maybe for me as a fan was when they play the actual themes from the things like that he's pulling from so we both at the lightsaber the Star Wars theme starts playing well, how much that cost <laughs> it, probably, it didn't cost anything because it's owned by Disney oh Disney made this movie they didn't make this movie this is a Fox movie but oh but they acquired it yeah so did that happen so before? That, that's what I'm. That's what I was gonna say. Like I have a feeling, like after the fact, part of re- part of a huge reason why this movie got delayed is because they added all that shit in after the fact. because oh. they wouldn't have been allowed to do that. So I was, as I was thinking, I'm like, how the fuck did they get away with? It? How much money did they pay? That's why they right. had, like, literally, they had the Avengers score. They had the Star Wars stoke. Like, yes, they wouldn't have been allowed to do that after. You know, also explains the marketing with Deadpool. Not just a Fox thing anymore, but now because of the yeah, Disney brand. Now it's a Disney. Smart. They're like, we're going to make sure you motherfuckers know we're Disney now. <laughs> I think they're probably, probably, so probably I, and also, It also kind of makes me curious of what the original ending was. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's... I mean, just missing that I'm pretty scene. sure it got to the same yeah. place, but he wouldn't have been able to defeat him in the same way. Yeah, it would probably have been a more generic way to beat him. Yeah. But like maybe a Mega Man... 
Yeah. Instead of a lightsaber and a Captain America shield. But that Captain and America also shield is awesome. The, the Chris Evans cameo, which they kind of spoiled now. And, uh, Ryan Reynolds tweeted, not spoiled, but Ryan Reynolds tweeted all the people that showed up for him for Free Guy. Yeah. And Chris Evans was in the picture. So I see people like, wait, Chris Evans was in this movie? Yeah, I love that moment where he, he defends with the Captain America shield and it cuts the cap- or Chris Evans. And he's like, yo, what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> language yeah. <laughs> like i just it's brilliant <laughs> so like what like stuff like that like is that a lightsaber yeah like but stuff like that pushed the movie from being good to great for me because it was like this is already a great movie but now it's like now you're 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 tickling the fan in me like oh man like you it's like is there some, there's some love in this that i really appreciate yeah um and that's another reason why I was like, it's PG-13 Deadpool. I feel like this is something. I'm like, Ryan Reynolds had to be like, oh, this is owned by Disney now. Can we do this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So do you think those, like those cameos, move. were those cameos pulls because of Ryan Reynolds? Uh, most definitely. Yeah? You think that's why? Yeah. Or even oh, the other cameo that we didn't talk about. Even Taika Waititi um, being in this movie. I think it's because of Ryan Reynolds. I feel like Ryan Reynolds just knows everybody in Hollywood. Everybody in Hollywood likes him. He's a very likable guy. <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, the, what was his name? Uh, from 21 Jump Street. And supposedly The Rock was in this movie? What? Was he the body? Was he the body of dude? He, he might have been, <laughs> been, been the body of dude because like, he, he and this is what I was talking about with the tweet, like he posted- Catchphrase. <laughs> it's like, what? Why is he saying that? He, he might have been the body of dude, but like, yeah, he- uh, It would explain why the fuck he was so ripped because that dude was ripped. But yeah, he released, ripped, a, uh, he released a tweet uh, yesterday or today saying this movie is about friendships and friendship is- Wait, is that The Rock right there? Yeah. That had to be him then. Who, why else would you have a big muscular guy on set if it wasn't to be the dude body? And he said, and friendship is as, at as simple as just showing up. While I don't have photos of everyone, here's to all the incredible pals who showed up for this for this film. That Free too, guy. Hugh Jackman being the voice of that guy in the alley. That was cool. I like, as soon as I heard him, I was like, is that Hugh Jackman? So yeah, you got Channing Tatum, Chris Evans. Channing the Tatum, Rock, that Channing was Tatum, The Rock, yeah, Hugh Jackman. So I'm like... Yeah. Did you catch that? The Hugh Jackman voice no, i didn't catch it oh yeah but he was the guy in the alley that the girl meets up with in the beginning and then he also posted a picture of john krasinski so i'm like who was john krasinski, yeah, who was john krasinski in that wow hollywood is a big club of people that are friends <laughs> yeah but somebody posted what people saw in this movie but what other people saw, or this photo uh, what other people see yeah deadpool and captain america that's cute but we're uh, never going to see that. I know! I fucking sucks. We didn't bring Chris Evans back <laughs> just to have Deadpool interact with him. Make it a what if. I don't give a fuck. Like, and somebody like- else posted this and I'm like... Mm. <laughs> what? Why? Mm. Oh, because he's too young? <laughs> That's your yeah, issue the, with it? The Spidey pool thing? Yeah, Spider-Man and Deadpool. Only because the MCU version of Spider-Man is a teenager. Yeah. Tom Holland's 25. Yeah. But... Peter is sixteen. Why does that have to be sexual? It could just be a fun. But that's the older whole. Brother, but that's the whole thing. funny thing of Deadpool. Like Deadpool makes it sexual. Peter's like, mm, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> so, see that. <laughs> so I'm like, you can't do that in the MCU. Yeah, unless you age him up. Um, is that real? I feel like it's it though. Is that all the spoilers that we can yeah, shoot? I feel like that. It was just the cameos. But yeah, Chang Tatum, uh, Hugh Jackman, Chris Evans. Uh, the Star Wars and the Avengers of it all. I feel like everything else we kind of talked about already. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Whether I gave it a high more impassable perfect, uh, I don't remember at this point. But regardless, it was a great movie and way better than it deserved to be. Um, I saw people talking online about how it's it did really well, but 
then you see the box office and it's like it didn't do that much better than Suicide Squad but is it just because it's not a known property like Suicide Squad I think it's probably because yeah yeah in a world where superhero movies make all the money, a movie like this, which kind of is a superhero movie. This is like, what's, what's your comparison here? Because it's still a superhero movie. <laughs> He's literally a superhero in that fucking movie. Yeah, he has a Captain America shoe. Yes. He has a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> they borrow from all the superhero shit. <laughs> um, but if they made a sequel to that, I wouldn't be mad. I don't know what it'd be about, but... I enjoyed it. I mean, it could be about another NPC. It doesn't necessarily have to be Ryan. True. So, I feel like what made the movie also as good as it is is because well, obviously of him. it's Hollywood. It's going to be Ryan. Related. Yeah, it's, but he's the, he's likable. He's a, he's a good likable protagonist who can always do the same thing and not be disliked for it because he's just Deadpool in this straight up. <laughs> um, but yeah, on that note, let's let's get the news of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga in but you better not. If he says that shit to you, get his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to hand me down. Hey, I don't want to hand me down. Things, I don't want to It's all straight and white. Uh, 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 what's going down? Michael News. Star Wars, the Animatrix. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Vision. It's just the premise. It says an original series featuring stories from seven visionary Japanese anime studios. Long ago, a great warrior came to this village and entrusted our ancestors with this. Its power and responsibility now lie with you. by the force since you were born. At last, the moment arrives. It's the first time I've confronted such darkness. Something ancient and sinister. I mean, it looked very varied from the animation style, yeah. but the animation looks sick. You said the animation looks dope. I'm like, I'm not a fan of this, the style. It looks very cheap. Wait, you mean the visual aesthetic or you mean the animation like in terms of the movement? Like the way it looks. Okay, so that's different though. That's not animation. That's more visual style. Well, I said animation style. I'm confused. Does <laughs> animation style imply with the way the way it looks? So, like, so like spectacular Spider-Man, like it moves great, but the way it looks kind of eh. yeah. So for all of them or just some of them? No, just some of them. Like yeah, some uh, of them look very untrusted. Like almost like um, let me see, into the abyss. Like it looks like chibiified and weird. Like this one. Yeah, some of them look very very anime. But I mean, it's to be expected, right? They want to make it diverse since it's going to be seven different stories. I'm trying to figure out which one. Oh, I know what you're talking about. There were some ones in there that look fucking weird. But in terms of like the the action animation, like it looks like it moves crazy. So I, I'm really hyped to see like what the action in some of these shorts looks like. Yeah. Some of them, I'm like, yeah, why why don't they do this shit in the fucking movies? Like. <laughs> Yeah, like one of them that had like a spinning lightsaber. Yeah, like a, a big automated like like, like Chun Li spinning star kick. 
Yeah, like someone's got like a lightsaber whip and they're like doing all these dope acrobatics in the air to deflect it. Like it looks sick. Um, you know, who the story could be trash, I don't know. But <laughs> but in terms of the way it looks. But yeah, I vibe with you that some of them look too kitty, too bubbly, too yeah, that. chibi. Yeah, it looks weird. Just like chibi moon all over again. <laughs> yeah. And then meanwhile, like the other side of the spectrum where some look super realistic looking. Yeah. What threw me off is just the fact that there's, it looks like there's literally a J- Japan in space. Or there's like, <laughs> they've got all the Asian architecture of Japan. <laughs> like samurai, Jedi. I'm like, so is there a planet of Asian people? How does this work? <laughs> I mean, there's planets of white people, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, is is there in, in space, is there literally a space Japan? We're like, <laughs> I mean, they're speaking Japanese, but yeah, it's no different than them speaking English everywhere. I want, I want a space Africa. I want, a, I want a space Ireland. I don't know. Like they speak English on every planet. How, yeah. how does this work? That bullshit Universal <laughs> Translator stuff. But yeah, I, I think it looks cool. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm checking it out. I, yeah. I still haven't seen Bad Batch yet, but that's also because I'm behind on like. Oh yeah, I haven't watched that either. I haven't finished the Clone Wars, and that connects to Rebels, which connects to Bad Batch. So yeah, I think because I never got bit by the Clone Wars bug, I haven't had the the passion to keep up with all of the spinoff stuff. But I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna well, finish the Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check I'm out. Gonna it I'm gonna do it eventually. Yeah. but <laughs> eventually it might be like forty thousand years. From now. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm like we're eighty years old. I finally <laughs> finished Bad Batch. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> um what's next i don't know <laughs> oh so uh shang chi is coming out shang chi Sha- uh, yeah i keep saying fucking i keep saying shang it's shang oh i was literally joking i didn't know it's no. really shang chi yeah shang chi oh shit okay <laughs> even some, somebody even said like a shang I'm like, whatever. I'm sorry. Not whatever, but like. So like, am I racist or am I ahead of the curve? <laughs> Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, Shang-Chi's coming out. They had their premiere yesterday. Not yesterday. Monday, the red carpet premiere. And so uh, online reactions are surface. Surface. I can't say it. What the fuck? Are surfacing? Surfacing. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Based on uh, Shang-Chi. Okay. So somebody says, Shang-Chi is awesome. This movie hits all that Marvel does well. Pacing, humor, character, and adds action. action. Why can't I talk? Mm. Like we've never seen from the MCU before. I can agree with that. Lots of people are about to have a new favorite Marvel hero. Darker than expected. Loads of fun. Integral Hmm. to MCU phase four. Okay. So yeah, I saw it yesterday. So I'm like reading these. I'm, this is my first time reading this. So I'm like comparing my reaction to some of theirs. Mm. Uh, is it a win for the Asian community? That's the big question. Because everybody not, wants it to be Black Panther for, I for say, Asian well, I'm people. not Asian, so I can't comment on that. Well, I mean, in terms of like the quality of it, like okay, okay, because part of it, because the, the reason, because also the reason why I said this, because I was, I was having, I was having this conversation with myself, wondering, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like part of what made Black Panther as big as it did is because black people, granted, the movie's not out yet, and plus we're living in COVID times, so it's not an apt comparison. But I feel like black people showed up and showed out for Black Panther, showing up in like African garb. Yeah, Yeah. it was an event. But I don't necessarily 
hear the same level of noise from the Asian community from yeah or even on Twitter or anything like that like I don't really see the same level of excitement Mm-mm. yeah I agree I agree with that regarding this movie yeah so that that's why I was like I can't I don't know I can't really but speak to it but in terms of quality how did you feel about this versus how you felt about Black Panther walking out of it how did it make you like is it a feeling just is it in terms of how you felt not trying to ask for spoilers <laughs> just saying like when you walked out were you satisfied were you overwhelmed no i really really like the movie and funny enough funny enough i was speaking to uh, another couple that got on the train with me it was like did you just come from the i was like yeah i did and he was like yeah i felt the same way about this movie that i felt about black panther and yada yada and part of me black or what was he he's indian he's indian and i started laughing to myself because i was like of neither culture, I, but I, I feel like I was like I feel like this would be like one of those. What's something that you could say on the, in the internet would hate you for it? I was like, I think I like Shang Chi better than Black Panther. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Give me your black card right now. <laughs> Give me that shit. <laughs> and the internet would hate me for yeah, but and the reason why I say that is because review embargo still out, so I can't say a whole lot. Yeah, but like. One of our biggest problems with Black Panther is the third act. Yes. I don't Shang-Chi think you didn't have the problem. It did, but it didn't. Okay. And that's all I'm gonna say. Cause I can't because if well, I, I mean, if I be, get specific, that's but that's to be I can't. Fair, Black Panther's third act was like real bad. Like I we've I've never seen an MC movie that looked that bad in the third act. That fight looked like a fucking PS2 game. Like not even exaggerating. Like it's and even the choreography looked really stilted and bad. So like I think in that regard, it's a very low bar for Shang Chi to step over that third act of Black Panther. I think it's really more about how the the movie, the characters, and the how you felt, how represented you felt, or empowered you felt from the story. Because like even though the third act of Black Panther was terrible, just thematically, I left Black Panther feeling seen. I'm not want to use that phrase, but <laughs> like feeling seen, feeling represented. In terms of that, empowered. In terms of that, I would say yes. But then again, different different segments. So because because I feel like black people have a different because we don't we we're thirsty for that because we when, never get that. Yeah, not even not even just that, but like hungry, thirsty, whatever. <laughs> Could be both. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say not even just that, but I also feel like especially more so black Americans, which is where this movie was, you know mostly Senate, like a lot of black American act. Plus they had, you know, African actors with Lupita and Yongo, uh, and everything like that. But I feel like black people in a sense, because we were stolen from Africa, taken from our culture Mm -hmm. in a a way, we don't have the same sense. And granted, I could be making this up in my head, but like, I feel like this is probably also why there's not as much fanfare I'm hearing from like Asian community in general, like something that's black will still identify identify with it regardless, even if it's like taking place in Africa, yeah. like an African movie. We still we still see it as black. Yeah. But like there's different culturalisms with like Shang Shang-Chi is a Chinese story as opposed to a Korean story or Japanese yeah. story. But does it speak culturally to those themes of like being not fish out of water, but like having being a first generation in America, whereas I, I'm not I'm not Asian, but in terms of the people that I know that are Asian, that seems to be a common thing where it's like their, yeah. their parents. That's how I feel like a theme in this is. I feel like there's their parents living one way of, or thinking that the life should be lived one way, whereas the child might want to do their own thing and branch out and you know. 
There's more of that, I feel like, with Aquafina's character. Okay. So it does do I, the, I feel like I'm giving a review. No, no, okay. Yeah. But it but it does I was just say this. It does speak culturally the same way it speaks culturally to African Americans. It might speak the same way culturally to Asian Americans. I, I would think so. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Cause because like, I don't want it just to be lip service of like Asian empowerment and the movie not to be really about that. But if it I do find it I do find it interesting though, and it's the same thing with Black Panther, what? how they make this big fanfare about oh, it's the first you know, black cast getting a multi-billion dollar budget. Same thing with a the first Asian cast is getting not multi-billion. It didn't get that much. But this multi-million dollar blockbuster budget, yeah. you know, superhero franchise, yada yada yada. Yeah. But they still always got to figure out a way to insert whiteness into these properties. There's a white character in this? They're, 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 yeah. They're white characters. They, they found a... I mean, you even see it in the trailer. The guy the, uh, from, from Creed. Wasn't he a villain, though? He's still white. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. I feel you. <laughs> but no, in, in Black Panther, the literal was like, we got to have a white hero in this. We got to have at least one white hero. Get, get the Hobbit guy. <laughs> You're now the white hero of this movie. <laughs> and we never see him again. Like, where's he been? He's just, he was only in Black Panther just to be a, a white hero for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> As long as that's the same guy, he shows up like, I'm a hero in this too. Every minority movie, I have to be the hero in. <laughs> right? I'm not saying I can't. Okay. I'm not saying anything. Okay, put a pin in it then. Put a pin in it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was. It's not How him. else can they see themselves as being a hero, Michael? They have to be in it. That's the only one. Like, because I'm like, even with the like, they do it in every even Aladdin. They had to add a white prince that was never in the show or yeah. the movie. And and he was a major character. Yeah, not a major character, but he was a pretty prevalent character. The what the prince? Remember the prince from the white prince from yeah, Aladdin? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they do that in all these fucking movies. I'm just like, and I was fun. I was like, representation matters, even white representation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why? I mean, we kind of know why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know why. But yeah. I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> But uh, he still plays the exact same dude from Black Panther shows up in Shang-Chi. Now, granted, I will say I'm the hero in every minority movie. I will say I Flying did the same ship. I will say I did like. I thought it was funny. The person that is, I did like it. I thought it was funny. Okay, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, they gotta add white people in this just for the sake of it, just because. Yeah, yeah, just because. They don't want to alienate the white audience or whatever. No. Fuck them. Because <laughs> they can't, they'll tune out. Like, they can't. <laughs> that's that's the burden minorities have to bear, where we have to accept everything because we don't get anything for ourselves. But a white person's like, no, I need it to be about me. <laughs> it's got if it's not, if I'm not in it, this is not for me. And it's like, but we watch things that aren't about us all the time. Yeah, like, no, no, no. The, the white agenda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's something that rose, like, Somebody said, I'm not going to throw them out there, but somebody said, I was trying to get them to watch Love, Simon. Mm. And they were like, I feel like I can't, I don't, I'm not interested in watching because I feel like there's nothing I can identify with. I'm like, you can't identify with feelings of being in high school and, and having secrets and being and coming of age story. I'm like, yeah, it's about a gay kid, but so what? Like, yeah. You can't identify with like longing for love and having a crush on somebody or yada, yada, yada. I can identify with Thanos. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You have a, pur- you have a purple dick. 
Is that what yes, that is? that's <laughs> like the people that are uncircumcised and they peel it back and it's all slimy and yep. purple. That's what ill, you ill. <laughs> but I get, yeah. That's what you gotta identify with. Yep. <laughs> but go my, ahead. my balls have uh, Thanos's chin. <laughs> it's like the same texture. <laughs> But going into more reactions, uh, Shang-Chi is the perfect balance of fun, heart, and action. And when I say action, I mean jaw-dropping action. Simu Liu is the perfect addition to the MCU. Too bad China thinks he's ugly. Yeah, China. It's so stupid. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I don't know. Because, yeah, because I think about that reaction, too. Like, see, I even, feel like it's more Even though for... it's a Chinese story, like, how would it, how would it play in China? I mean, Black Panther didn't play well in China, so I don't know. Because it's too so dark. I got sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe it's more for Asian American. My assumption would be it's more for the Asian American story. Like Black Panther is more for the Black American story. But that's just me guessing. Not even seeing the movie, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because Chinese to think- people hate anything that doesn't explicitly suck the dick of the Chinese Empire and or have. I don't even know what if, if Samuel Lu I don't know how to pronounce his name if, if the guy in Shang-Chi is ugly I don't what did you I, we talked about before but like what did you want a, a dude that looked more effeminate like more softer features like the K-pop people yeah K-pop that's what they see is hot yeah so I'm like that's such a weird complaint to die. <laughs> like he's not hot enough <laughs> what aren't you all also anti-gay I feel like everyone having a complaint is probably a man so like <laughs> <laughs> He's not hot enough. That's probably so, the, probably, probably both men and women. Like, what do you need to be? I don't even think different cultures. I can't say what's hot in that that culture, but fuck, man. Like, he's not ugly. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, somebody's. I, I'm emotional. I absolutely love in love with this movie. I'm ready to watch this again and again. Also, hot damn, Tony Lung Who? and Simu Liu. He's the uh, the villain, the Mandarin. He's not really the Mandarin, but yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is phenomenal. Get hyped. Every even fight scene. I'm pretty sure it's every. Every fight scene and action sequence is better than the last. Simulu fully embraces the Marvel superhero role. Amazing imagery, killer soundtrack. You'll want to see this on the big screen. Uh, I watch Shang-Chi. It's an amazing blend of East meets West. Hong Kong martial arts action comes to the MCU and changes the game. There's also a tweet that I wanted to read. I don't, fuck, I don't remember the name of the guy. What? Because most most tweets are praising it, but I saw one that... Uh, <laughs> fuck this movie. <laughs> pretty much. I don't remember. Fuck, I don't remember. You're all sheeple. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the guy, so I can't even look up his name. But basically, he said, uh, the first half of Shang-Chi was really good, but the third act lost me. It was visually underwhelming or something like that. It was okay. something along those lines. And I was like, kind of, I disagree with that. I don't know. But mm. yeah. I mean, as long as it's got dope martial arts action, that's a win. But that's but that but that's the one. But that was the one negative tweet that I saw. Okay. Regarding regarding the movie, but yeah, overall, I will say because I said even if the story is great and everything like that, if this movie is not like the Winter Soldier times eleven, yeah. I would consider it a disappointment. Yeah. And I feel like it hit that. Like the action was great. Now I will say because I saw John Campion was like it was like in terms of the fight choreography is the best movie since the Raid. I was like. Wasn't as good as the raid, mm. like in terms of like the fighting. Yeah, but it was pretty fucking great. 
Like oh, it's dope. All right, I'm excited. So that's a, that's really what I want from this. It's a martial yeah. arts epic. If the martial arts aren't dope, then what the fuck is the point? And I know a lot of the stunt guys that worked on it, um, they're they're epic. So like, I'm happy that they have gone to the level now, or that they're working with Marvel and Disney and Hollywood like that. But they 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 they're they're about their shit. Martial arts club. It's uh, you find them on Instagram and even on YouTube. But they're they're amazing. Um. And they were in the movie, so if they're in it, I can only imagine it's it's fucking sick. That's all I'm gonna say. I, mean, okay. I have more to say, but I'm like, I'm feel like I'm dip. I'm dip- Don't spoil. <laughs> not spoil, not spoilers, but I feel like I'm dip. I'll be dipping into review territory. Oh, okay. I can't review it. Yeah, I can okay. only give like initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hyped. So, yeah. Sweet. Oh yeah, we're still talking to me. I'm like, what's the next thing? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> News? I don't know. I don't know how. That, I don't know how this works. Apparently, <laughs> he's looking at me like, what's next? I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but also with that, uh, Marvel did release like an official MCU timeline of everything. Okay. And uh, so obviously we already know. Oh shit! What would I just do? But yeah, obviously we already know Captain America: The First Avenger is the first thing. Yeah. Then it's Captain Marvel. Then it's Iron Man. Iron Man Two. Thor, the Avengers, th- so they just completely disregarded the Hulk. Hulk's not even on this. Oh, Incredible Hulk's not even on. Yeah, it's no not one? even on this list. Oh wow! But Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, which I thought was I was like, oh, Thor takes place before or after Iron Man Two. I thought it was before, but anyway. So Iron Man Two, Thor, the Avengers, Thor, the Dark World, Iron Man Three, um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Black Widow, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Blacky Black Black, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Infinity War, Endgame, Loki, What If, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, wow. So Falcon and Winter Soldier is the most recent thing in the timeline? That's interesting. Yes. Hmm. And uh, Shang-Chi, what did he say? I'm like, yeah, is that before or after Falcon? It, does, uh, it doesn't say on the timeline, but the director says it takes, so it, t- it takes place around the same time. Okay. Of Falcon. Sweet. Minority heroes go! <laughs> so... I mean, which out, yeah, makes sense. So, with my understanding here, Sylvie fucking up the multiverse created the mult the minority of Avengers. Minority Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Thank you, Sylvie. <laughs> I guess. But uh, also with that, like you talk about free guy and uh, doing well at the box office. Well, it did so well at the box office that uh, Disney confirmed today that they want a sequel. Oh, already? Okay. Not today, but when the tweet, when Ryan Reynolds made the tweet, which was August 14th. Mm. So it's directly from Ryan Reynolds. Okay. That they're going to do a sequel to Free Guy. Hopefully it's not one of those sequels that, you know, like usually those and movies also that surprise of, you. Like yeah. the movies you didn't think would be good, but are then, good. Then the second movie is literally the same thing. The, yeah, the second movie is the movie you thought the first one movie was going to be. It's like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is worse. <laughs> this is this is why I thought the first one was going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> but also it kind of goes to show that Disney... I feel like Disney had a little bit more faith in Free Guy than it even did in Black Widow because Free Guy's not on Disney Plus. Shang-Chi, huh. Shang-Chi's not going to Disney Plus. 
So why just Black Widow? Yeah, why to well, fuck up that, why Black that Widow? contract? Cru- Cruella, every all these other, even though like Cruella was good. I like Cruella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anti woman. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I hate women so much. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. That's a good point. Why is that? Black Widow doesn't have as much draw as Shang Chi or Free Guy. <laughs> yeah, like that's weird. I feel like somebody somewhere doesn't like Scarlett Johansson because <laughs> I'm like just fuck her <laughs> I'm just gonna purposely screw her out of our contract <laughs> what no anyway uh, but yeah but speaking of uh, with that talking about uh, Cruella and everything like that and, and speaking of sequels I guess Emma Stone's not suing Disney that hard because she signed the, the dotted line and Cruella's getting a sequel. So mm. remember the whole thing about her suing Disney? Yeah. So yeah, I guess she ain't suing them that really. You know, she ain't got Scar Johansson's back. <laughs> it's no. fucked up. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were like, uh, yeah, if you drop the lawsuit, well, we can do a, we can do a new deal. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Yeah, I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it. <laughs> Money talks. So. Okay. But uh, speaking of money, t- money talking, money talking is uh, is also talking for Venom in the sense that Venom it's not coming out in September anymore. Okay, they've moved it to uh, October now, I guess because of the Delta variant or whatever, or Halloween, and it's a horror movie. But now, yeah, now it's October fifteenth. Mm. Yeah, but. They could have did that, like they could have did that originally. Like it could have always been in October, but they, they put it. They did it September twenty fifth. Does pushing it back like two weeks make a difference though? Like that much of a difference? Is it some like weird Hollywood algorithmic some, yeah, calculation some, some, yeah, of like yeah. if we delay it two weeks, we'll make a hundred million dollars more or something? <laughs> maybe because then why? Yeah, why? Why delay it? Mm-hmm. So I guess that maybe that is the case. They crunched some numbers somewhere and was like, this is this is better for our bottom line. <laughs> It's not a bad delay. It's not like it's delayed months. No, it's not a, yeah, it's not like it's delayed like another year or whatever. But yeah, yeah NBD. So. Meanwhile, the No Way Home trailer is not going to come out until 2024. <laughs> so. No. But uh, Marvel is also supposedly, according to the writer of Secret War, not Jonathan Hickman, but the original, Jim Shooter. Yeah. He's saying that Marvel is looking to develop a Secret Wars movie. I mean, fuck yeah, that'd be sick. Well, which one would you want? The original Secret Wars from the 80s or the Jonathan Hickman one? I don't, I mean, the one I with the- I feel like the Hickman one is too too much. Like, I feel like that's way too big. The new one? Yeah. You think that's bigger than the old one? I feel like it's more, the, the new one's more grounded at least where it's like you're fighting for something tangible. The old one's just like battle world and cosmic and beyonder. And- yeah, but I feel like that's easier to do, like just getting a group of heroes together to fight as opposed to like the multiverse is collapsing and mm. you gotta have, you got different versions of this character fighting different versions of that character. Then you gotta pay the actors to do double and then the CGI make that look good. And Oh wait, I'm dumb as fuck. I'm thinking of um, Civil War 2. You're talking about the new Secret no, Wars. No, I'm talking about the, Secret Wars. With Dr. God Doom or God Doom. Yeah, or, God King Doom. and Okay, yeah, then never mind. <laughs> I feel like the original Secret Wars is way easier then. Yeah, yeah just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you just pluck them out of time and throw them somewhere versus, yeah. Like they even did it in Spider-Man, yeah. the animated series. Because Secret Wars 2 is almost like Flashpoint for the MCU. It Ish. folded in the Ultimate Universe and stuff into the main universe. Ish, even yeah. though they didn't go far enough with like... This, it would have been a perfect opportunity to like reboot, but they didn't. They just went back to, oh, if you were reading Spider-Man beforehand, yeah, you could just 
Yeah. Like there was no reboot. So like, what was the point? It was they added some things. That's really it. Like the Miles Morales. Yeah, it was just Miles added. Yeah. But other than that, like hmm. it's like Secret Wars never happened. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, maybe. I mean, it's not. They don't have enough stuff already done. Like there's no Doctor Doom. So I want a God Doom if you're going to do Secret Wars too. But even if you're going to do Secret Wars one, see Doctor Doom was a pretty integral part in that yeah like he stole the beyonder's power bro. yeah i mean true man he's always fucking up shit in secret wars isn't he yeah. <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah do an order i would i would say start with the first one uh but yeah so with that uh, talking about secret war jonathan hickman is supposedly leaving uh x-men after this inf- next inferno arc which i don't know if i'm a fan of him leaving or him the leaving. Inferno arc? No, him leaving. Oh. Uh. Because I'm like, I, the X-Men have never been... have. And Grant, I know there are people that aren't a fan of the... Like, oh, the X-Men are villains. Or I don't like the fact that Xavier's giving up his dream of mutant dumb and Huey oh, Khan working X-Men. together. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how long do you expect him to hold on to a dream that's not... Working. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. I've, I've been doing this dance for fucking 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> Since the 60s. And... <laughs> It's just getting worse. Yeah, equal equal was not happening, so I'm taking that shit. <laughs> yeah, at, at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck it. Like, I mean, it is, but I think that's even an interesting arc for his character to go from trying to be like a Martin Luther King to being like, you know what, Malcolm X, you got some good ideas. <laughs> and then he was like, right? <laughs> that's what I've been trying to tell you yeah. all this fucking time. <laughs> Finally. But yeah, I'm like, I feel like the X Men have not like, in terms of like, if you think about the cr- the. Cr- cosmology of the X-Men and everything like that. I feel like Hickman, outside of Chris Claremont, obviously, because he's the one that made the X-Men pretty much what they are. But like, I feel like Jonathan Hickman will go down in history as like the person that had, that's had, has had outside of Stanley and Chris Claremont like and Jack Kirby, but like like the biggest impact, one of the biggest impacts on the X-Men mythology. Yeah, so he leaves, what happens, you think? He's going to revert back to the status quo? I hope not, Suddenly, but that's usually what happened. Like, yeah. Peter Parker had fucking Parker Industries and everything like that, mm-hmm. and then now he's broke again, living with a roommate. Yeah, and so whoever the next writer comes in is like, you know what, I'm going to take this back to basics. That's usually what happens. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing that'll disappoint. They have their own planet now, like... Yeah. They terraform Mars well, and they're get ready gonna, for a meteor yeah, to just hit Mars. Go back, and- <laughs> yeah, they're just going to go back to being in the fucking mansion again. I'm yep. like, I'm not a fan of... And I feel like Jonathan Hickman's story... Grant, I don't know what he's going to do in Inferno, but I feel like even whatever he does in Inferno, I feel like the story's not done. Like, we write House of House and Powers. Of, like, they talk about the phalanx and these... Other, thousands of years in the yeah, future. Yeah, thousands of years in the future. Like, I feel like his story could go on for years. Yeah. As, as opposed to like, yeah, it's ending. I'm like... Yeah, it's comics though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's kind of blue ball. Like this kind of the blue ball effect. Yeah, I mean, but maybe he's gonna end it in some kind of big way before he leaves. Maybe, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. But, I mean, hope hopefully whoever takes over X Men after him continues the Krakoa and resurrection and everything like that afterward. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't like. I'm surprised that hasn't been reset yet. Like I, I fully expected that once they introduced the ability to resurrect X Men, at some point that was gonna get fucked up and shit was gonna go sideways. But it still. Hasn't. I, mean, I feel like it's not gonna, it's not gonna continue on forever. Yeah. But at a certain point, at least the Krakoa aspect of it. 
at some point, comics just can't go back to the status quo anymore. But it, it, but it always does. I know it always does, but it makes readers like, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but for me, it it makes me feel like, what's the point? Like, I don't, I don't even want to get invested. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt. Like, that's what I was saying about Secret Wars. Like, it almost seems like Secret Wars didn't happen. Like, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Even though it was a great and big event, but now it's like, okay, everything's back to normal. Yeah. That's why I like the Ultimate Universe, because fucked up shit would happen but rather than go back to the status quo they just kept stacking it until they eventually were like fuck it let's just destroy it yeah. <laughs> like, but, that, but that's part of the problem when you get to with these companies where nothing ends yeah because nothing ends you have to figure out which which actually makes me wonder the so MCU? what are you so what are you gonna no, no not, the, not the MCU but I'm like what are you gonna do when we actually get to 2099 Oh, you mean like now we have all these stories like Spider Man twenty ninety nine? Yeah, it's like, but we still got to continue. What, what about Peter? What about Peter Parker? What about yeah. Doctor Strange? What about Reed Richards? But I'm like, but we're actually in twenty ninety nine now, so like these characters have to go. Nope. So it makes me wonder, like, They're, we're gonna still be modern day in the MCU or yeah. like Marvel Universe. Magne- Magneto's still a Holocaust survivor. A hundred yep. years. It's gonna be twenty. It's gonna, now the new thing's gonna be Marvel. Thirty-one ninety-nine or something like that. Thirty ninety-nine. I'm like, yeah. So how's Magneto still a Holocaust survivor? Like nobody from the Holocaust is alive in 2099. <laughs> That's a good question. Because we we're already getting to that point now where we had, we had to reinvent characters' origin stories to make sense, like Punisher. Yeah, like, or even Magneto. Oh yeah, even Magneto. Like Magneto, they de-aged him. Yeah. So there was somebody that made him younger, and then he, they aged him back up. So he's still older, but he's not like he'd be old, old right yeah, now. Yeah, old, he old. So, he, so, so, so that's the way they're keeping his Holocaust origin, but without having him be like in his nineties. Yeah, or the Punisher, where he was the the a veteran. Yeah, in, they just change every. They just change, change the, the war. war. Now he's an Iraq War veteran. Yeah, as opposed to Vietnam. I mean. Honestly, I, I feel like that's gonna that's gonna be what's happen. What, that's gonna be what happens. Like with Peter Parker, I just see in twenty ninety nine. The only one, that, the only one like, I can work. I work at an email yeah. or like a. The like only one I can work with is, is Steve because he was frozen. They could just say he was frozen longer. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're tied to a, a event like that and your gimmick is you just disappear until you come back eventually, that works. But like for Peter Parker, I can just see him the Daily Bugle, and it's already been happening. Daily Bugle does like internet media rather than being a newspaper yeah like in the spider-man game uh uh jameson is like a podcaster yeah podcast journalist he's alex jones or whatever yeah yeah i feel like it's gonna keep happening so we'll we'll have peter parker that has 2099 technology and then forget forgetting miguel or whatever his name is like <laughs> that's a different universe don't even worry about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> do some shit like that so, i don't know <laughs> That's that's one of the and Bruce Wayne will still be thirty with kids. He'll have even more kids, and they're all somehow still yeah. Like how many age. Robins? He has like a thousand Robins, and he's yeah. still thirty five. Yeah, thirty five ish. Like, fuck! How did you have these? Even kids? though Dick is like twenty five. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But then I'm like, because uh, I'm like, how how or Dick is probably in his thirties. Barbara and Dick are in the third because they started around the same time. It's more older brother than father territory. You yeah. know what I'm, saying? I'm like, how old is Jason? How old is Tim? How old is? Doesn't make sense. Then you got <laughs> Stephanie. Then now you got Duke. Yeah. But whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, speaking of Tim, well, I'm, I'm saving uh, that for last. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but what was I about to talk about? Oh, but but I guess we could talk about Batman now. But part of the reason Batman. why 
part of the reason why they keep leaning into the Batman stuff because they're coming out with a new Batman story with Tom Taylor called DC DC Knights of Steel or whatever, where it takes place in like a high fantasy Middle Earth Lord of the Rings type of thing. But it's a Batman centered story, what? and it's all fantasy and mag- high magic and high fantasy. I said magic, magic, <laughs> high magic and high fantasy. Okay. It's like what if these DC characters took place in like Middle Earth? <laughs> Basically, Superman just be pissed because he's like, "Oh, magic! Ever, everyone's got magic." <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can find the. So is is Batman still a detective human, he, or is, he does has, he have magic he, now? He has like Excalibur or whatever. Oh my god, <laughs> King Arthur, Batman. Yes, pretty much. I feel like it's vaguely they try to do in the um the Batman through but time. Yeah, this story. is the. The comic Dark cover. Knights of Steel. Is that Superman or is that Batman? Oh, that's Superman. That's, that's Superman. With a blonde Batman's chick? in the front. Who's that? It's not Lois. Hey, probably Lois. She's blonde now? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Guinevere, I guess. Yeah, she's That's one interesting. Of- but uh, it says, an entire medieval world will forever be changed when a, space cra- when a spaceship crash lands from a doomed planet, Superman. Monarchs will die. Kingdoms will rise. And what seemed the end of the world for many was only the beginning. An epic high fantasy story set in the DC universe where nothing is as what it seems. Hmm. So yeah, uh, basically what if... Yeah, what if Batman was a knight and... Yeah, and he had Excalibur. He's basically King Arthur, more yeah. or less. And so the reason I mentioned bring that up is because like everything is fucking Batman said. We keep talking about, even in the movies, like, like, like how many fucking Batman stories did he keep telling? Like tell something else. Yeah. Give me a Constantine movie. Give me a Zatanna, Midnight in Apollo. The reason that they do this is because sales. even now, <laughs> yeah, sales. Like <laughs> Batman name recognition. <laughs> Batman make made up over half of DC's November sales and comics. Of all their comics, Batman alone made half of that. Yes. Wow. That shows you right there. It's like they don't give a fuck about Static Shock. Like, no. like fuck Static. We got we got Batman, baby. <laughs> All this is Bat Static. I don't give a fuck. Bat Shock. That's the only way that shit would sell. <laughs> so that's why they keep leaning into the Batman shit. So part of it is also like, like. The fans that are complaining about it's too much Batman, I feel like that's a small minority of people because the people that are buying the comics, they're only like they're buying Batman, 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 Batman. Yeah. So it's like they're giving, they're basically giving what you're buying. Yeah. So I mean, but it's also a byproduct of that's the only thing they would sell us. So it was like, I feel like the the main, especially movies, movies do such a big, a, a big job of changing the zeitgeist of what so characters. 56% of their sales Damn, were son. Batman. Really. Wow. Over half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just feel like. And that's not just like literally Batman, but that's like Batman, Nightwing. Yeah. Detective comics. What they need to do is make more movies with different characters because stuff like Suicide Squad having characters like Polka Dot Man and Ratcatcher, that elevates the stock of those characters. But because the the most frequent movie franchise we've had from DC is Batman. Like he's had more movies than anybody. So of course he's got all that name recognition. Yeah, like this shit is crazy, but look at this. Like so it says to put things in perspective, here's a list of the Batman titles. Okay. So you got, so look at this. Damn. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read Oh, well, not when you said that, I thought that it was like only like two, like Batman no, 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 and no. Detective Comics. No, no, no. Well, of course it's when when this many how many comics is this? Holy shit. When and then 42. Like, and then in December, and then you got to you get to December. Well, this is shorter, but this is also including these. Okay, so when at least 42 of your individual comics are somehow Batman related. 
how many total comics are there? I want to know that number. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm like, I, I thought it was like, oh no, these, these two comics that are Batman related sold more than all of our other comics. But you've got 42 Batman titles, my guy. <laughs> like, what? How is he showing up in every one of those titles? <laughs> He's like, you're running from like from point A to point B and got them. <gasps> I gotta make it to my Harley Quinn cameo. <laughs> you can say the same thing about Wolverine. Like Wolverine is in every fucking X-Men that's book. The other He's also in like, the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other character I feel like does the same shit, where it's like, he's in everything. Where it's like, how are you in all these places at once? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get to my Superman cameo. <laughs> but I, I feel like part of it, like, because it, it, is, it is somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, you keep giving us Batman, so naturally, or Batman-related characters, so then naturally people want it, because you grow in a, you grow an attachment to it, and then plus you do want to see how Superman would interact with Nightwing, or uh, mm-hmm. Tim Drake, or whatever, or how Constantine would interact with Batman. And like, yeah. So you do, like, that's part of what makes a shared universe interesting, to see these characters that you never really get to see together interact, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in, in the sense of, like, if all your giving us is Batman, then all we're going to want is Batman. Exactly. So I'm like, I can't even, I, I don't know which direction that really Yeah, it's like started. a snake eating his tail. Yeah. It's like, of course we all want Batman. I mean, you've been shoveling Batman out of the roads since I was a kid. Like, so I was like, I don't, you don't hear about the other heroes really. And it's only when they have like breakout roles in these other like things like movies or shows that you go, oh, that's an interesting character. Why don't we see more of him? Because no, we're Batman. <laughs> so then it's hard to like say, oh, Blue Beetle's getting a movie. It's like, yes, that's exciting. It's a different character. Jaime Reyes representation, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But then you think about, yeah, how many Blue Beetle stories are there? Like, uh, He was in the background of Young Justice. He had a new 52s title that got canceled. Like, I don't, I after like, yeah. I think like 18 issues or whatever. Okay. I think that's the most I've seen him in is Young, Young Justice. But he wasn't even the main character. He was like a side character. Yeah. So, and then they wonder, like if Blue Beetle came out and it didn't do well, they'd be like, this is why we only do Batman. It's like, well, because you've only, <laughs> you've only told us about Batman. And they even got a new Batman title that just came out, Batman 80, 89. With the, uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Where the, the the Marlon Wayans was going to originally be the Robin of that, of that universe. Of that universe. Yeah. So they made the, the Robin based off him. But who's asking for that? Who's asking for a, you know what I want? I want a, a comic book of the Tim Burton Batman movies. Everyone was asking for it. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you better have nuts and you better get nuts with those nuts. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, Batman, guys. Okay. All right, Batman, Batman. And, and I mean, that goes in line with the, uh, the other story. Yeah, I was going to say, but the final, speaking of more Batman, <laughs> talking about shoving things down our throats. Ah, I see what you did there. People, people are upset because they're shoving your agenda down our throats because it was revealed also in penis. Batman Urban Legends. Also penis. Yes. <laughs> Batman Urban Legends issue number six has actually been confirmed that people are saying bisexual, but I was just going to say queer because he didn't actually say like he's questioning his sexuality right now. So he could say, come out and say I'm gay. Mm. But Tim Drake is actually queer. Okay. And in, in uh the I mean obvi- the most obvious thing is to say bisexual because you know the whole relationship his whole relationships with women. But yeah, basically he's, Yeah, the outrage I've seen is like Tim Drake has never once shown any attraction to uh, to dudes. We've been in his mind in multiple comics and we've never had he's never had a passing thought. He's a dated multiple female characters over the and they like had pictures of all the other female characters. And I was like, oh, this is bullshit. Just the agenda being shut yeah. down our throats again. And uh, it was like, like oh, okay. you can't you can't be straight if you're a Drake. 
Wait, what? Is that Bob, a joke? Bob, like, Bobby Drake. Oh, oh, wow. I didn't even put that together. Tim Drake. Wow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go down the list of like, who's got Drake in their names? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> or, or or gay, because Iceman is Yeah, Iceman is gay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Why is that a thing? I, mean, I think it's just a coincidence. <laughs> oh, <that's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I'm like, so Black Canary's coming out too? Cause she because so, her name's Dinah Drake. Yeah. <laughs> she's divorces uh maybe, maybe, she, maybe she's bi. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But it was almost like DC was like looking at Marvel with like binoculars and was like, wait, who's gay over there? Run it down, run it down. <laughs> Somebody drink. We got we got drink, right? So Make it, ours buy. It's, so it's just, so the same argument comes out when any anytime something like this happens. Oh, you're forcing the agenda and uh, somebody made a tweet like, This is why I like anime, because there I don't have to worry about the LGBTQI and mm. wokeness and yada 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 in my in my manga. This is why manga is outselling comics. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a big thing too, a talking point that manga is doing a lot better than comics these days i'm like i don't necessarily think that's the reason i think just telling better better stories yeah i think a lot of stories in college modern day but i'm also like because there's a lot of gay there's some gay manga dick Dick fight Fight island Island, okay (laughs) dick fight island is not gay and it's the number one it's the number one selling manga right now so like (laughs) it's not gay though (laughs) it's just dudes with their dicks and armor fighting it's totally straight also having sex but to but for the sake of the battle michael I'm like, it sounds sounds pretty gay to me. <laughs> or even like Sailor Moon oh, with the uh Uranus. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Uranus and uh Neptune. But like, you read the comic though. You read the the Tim comic. I read the Tim thing. Okay, so I didn't read it. So did it like what how what'd you think about it? Uh well <laughs> <She's> like, oh. <laughs> Unlike the people that are like, eh, this came out of nowhere. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> moogie, moogie, moogie. <laughs> people have been speculating and talking about Tim Drake and Connor Kent since the fucking 90s. Mm. So, like, there's a whole uh, uh, thread on Twitter of somebody going through all the pretty gay moments between Tim Drake and Connor, where it's like, and people are like, oh, well, I just read that it's from friend. They're best friends. It's like, nah. So Somebody's like a, not having that. Like, This is a Bucky Steve situation. I have a best friend, and I'm not thinking about them constantly in the way that Tim thinks about Connor. Yeah. Like, to the point that- Did he change his costume based on he Connor? Ch- when, when Connor died in the comics, he changed his costume based yeah. on- Because Connor's costume was, uh, you know, the black and red. Yeah. So he made his costume black and red in honor of, of Tim. Oh, that I mean, was Red honor- Robin? That was the point of Red Robin? It was his he, he, he was becoming he, he was becoming Red Robin because of the whole Damien thing, but oh. yeah, the costume is because of Tim, yeah. him, his death. But like to the point that his father died, Stephanie died, and Connor died all within the same span of each other. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but and Stephanie was his girlfriend, and then you have his father. He wasn't trying to bring his father back to life. He tried to bring Connor back to life 99 times. Wait, what? Yeah. Literally 99 times he tried to bring him back to life? Tried to bring Connor back to life. He tried to clone Connor. What? Everybody's <laughs> like, even if you're successful, it's not going to be Connor. He's like, I don't care if it's him. Like, I just still, I still need him. I still need a version of him, basically. But well, like, what, what, your about, dad, your, your yeah, what about your girlfriend, bro? Is it because... Okay, maybe, but, but they made, but no, they made, a, it, they, because, they, they made a point to say it'd be easier to bring them back. Like it'd be easier. Oh, it'd be easier to bring. It'd them be back? easier to bring humans back to life as opposed because the Kryptonian DNA is what's fucking with the, with the cloning process. So it'd be, oh. it'd have been easier for you to try to clone your father and Stephanie as opposed to. Wait, that that makes even more. Quite, I thought it'd be the opposite, where because he was a clone to begin with, 
the process to replicate him is possible. But you're telling me that in the DC universe, resurrection is on the table for any human? Like what? <laughs> or, or cloning. Not res- not necessarily resurrection, but cl- it's cloning. Still? <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. So he he wants to clone his friend. Yeah. Or there's a moment where Connor kind of the new 52 kind of erases Connor. And then when rebirth, yeah, they br- they start, back. yeah, they start bringing it back. Mm. So there's a moment where there's a panel where he's like, that name, Connor. Why does that tug at my heart so much? Mm. Like it sounds pretty queer. That sounds like I don't care. Yeah, I'm like I don't care how like I don't care how much of a best friend you have. What about your girlfriend? My huh? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> yeah. So for all Who? the people, so for all the people that are like, yeah, they never, they never talk, they never teased uh, a Tim Drake, and you know, uh, they're just best friends. Mm. It's like no, that's just your lens of looking through it because you're like, oh, you're straight. You're not looking at the the queer baiting and all the other stuff. Yeah. You don't think to, but like. Even the writers, like, there's a moment where Tim Drake and Connor are changing and are uh, putting on their superhero outfits in the in the closet. <laughs> and somebody asked the writer about that. It was like, yeah, yeah, I just saw it as a moment of them put it, coming out the closet. Like, yeah, they could be saying they could be they could be saying that is a tongue in cheek thing, but like, come on, that. Like, yeah. And uh, there's also an article on DC's official website called. Tim Drake uh, called Robin and Superboy the greatest love story that never was or something like that. What? That's on DC's <laughs> official website. What? <laughs> why? <laughs> if it's not the subtext, why Why say that then? So it's like there's been teases of it yeah. for forever. It's just you didn't know. You just didn't look at it through your lens mm. or whatever. So, or, so you didn't feel forced? No, what I'm getting? Like the story. Him, him coming out as bi. I don't or quit whatever. I don't feel that is forced. Okay. Yeah, he's never showed it. It's like moogie moogie. What is that? Moody moody. Yeah, moogie 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 moogie. And it's like, yeah, maybe when he was originally created, because you know he was created in like the '80s, like gay characters and queer representation, like that didn't exist back then or whatever. Yeah. Like even even when like Iceman, when Stan Lee created Iceman in the '60s, he probably wasn't thinking about him being gay. Mm. But throughout the writing, you could see like. If they're going to make that decision, you can go back in hindsight and go, "Oh, that makes sense." Who is this guy? Who's the the guy? So that that's that's the thing I'm going to get to. That's the thing I'm going to get to. So, in terms of him being by, you'd be like, "It makes sense for the storytelling." Maybe was that the original intention? No, but it makes sense looking back on all these other moments. Okay. Now, my kind of problem with with the whole thing after the hype of everything of like oh because i've been calling for tim drake and connor to i'm like that is like my old that is like my main ship in like all of comics connor and tim drake okay uh but in terms of like the crafting of the story i kind of feel like it was lazy Mm. and i'm like granted you're gonna have you're gonna have all of the devil's advocate i feel like that is why it makes it so easy for the like the the opposition to this shit. That's what like, I was just about to say. Like, oh, it's forced because if the but story no, that's is what, that's what I was just about yeah. to say. Like yeah. I feel like it, people are going to complain about it regardless. Yes, but I feel like in sure. a, the way of mitigating some of that, I made and I made a video about this on TikTok. But the way of mitigating some of that noise is if you actually put some care and authenticity mm. behind it. Like I have a whole series talking about proper and authentic queer representation. And I'm like, even sometimes when you do get the representation, it's done poorly. Yeah. Like even like Iceman, Jean Grey, like you're, you're, you're gay, right? What? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> so 
it's like, yeah, even when <laughs> even when you do get queer representation, it's done poorly because most of the times it's not written by it's written it's not a written by person. a gay person. It's written yeah. by like Brian Michael Bendis. And we talked about this before with the minority representations. Yeah, like yeah. Storm and yada yada yada. So like. After the hype died down of me being excited, like finally, because like again, that's like my number one. <laughs> that's like my finally. No, yeah, finally. <laughs> after ten thousand years, I'm free. Well. It's time to conquer the streets. <laughs> but yeah, because you see people like, oh, like, oh, fuck this. Everybody in the Bat family's gay. It's like, no. What? It's like, Batwoman and now Tim. Yeah. And again, it's not even gay. I think it goes to that extreme. Yeah, because like, I even like, see people like, oh, Tim Drake's gay now? No, they're not saying he's gay. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. People think that's a whole nother topic of people thinking bisexuality doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, I know people like that. Like, a friend of mine or somebody I work with, she's like, no, I don't believe in that. Like, I'm like, even with women, she's like, no, I don't believe in it. You're, you're just gay. But more so with men. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say it's more of a bias towards yeah, it's more men. Of a, yeah, it's more of a bias towards men. But uh, but yeah, in terms of the crafting of the story, I feel like it was lazy because Tim Drake was a major character or is a major character in the Batman mythos. He's a lot of people's favorite Robins. He's the yeah. smartest of all the Robins. The true detective. The true detective can potentially be smarter than even Batman. But couldn't detect sexuality, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's pondering. Like, <laughs> wait a second, I'm putting together the clues here. <laughs> but, like, and then also, he's the only, he's the, he was the first Robin to carry his own successful solo title. Oh, I didn't even know. That lasted for like 150 issues or whatever. Okay. And it wasn't until Damien came into the picture that Tim Drake fell off, basically fell off and became a background character, even to the point that like in New 52, like he was basically irrelevant. Yeah. And it's only now that they're starting to like bring him back and give it like he's he's had more like they're like, oh, well, if, if Damien's getting becoming Robin, we can't have Tim be right because Tim was always Robin until Damien got the man. Let's yeah. make him Red Robin. And then Brian Michael Bendis called him Drake at one point, changed his costume. And now his superhero name is Drake. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid. Like the singer? Yeah. Basically, his last name is Drake. Like, yeah. this is, so your superhero name is your last name? Yeah, like, that's, that's fucking stupid. That's the easiest way to identify yeah. you. And now, supposedly, he's Robin again. And because Damien's not Robin anymore. I mean, I saw one panel from that comic, and I was just like, you're talking about lazy. The fact that that guy didn't, re- I, maybe it's implied he does recognize him, but just from the panel I saw where he's like, tell Tim that I had a really great night or whatever. I'm like, that's, he's got the same haircut. <laughs> You can't I mean, tell? But you can say the same thing about the Superman and the glasses I, thing. I, I just, it's weird. <laughs> like, or Black Lightning. Or nobody, nobody knowing Black Lightning is. Yeah, Static Shock, all those characters. Like, but they have, yeah, the, they same have the same hair. hair. <laughs> it's distinct. <laughs> like, at the same fade in the back. Yeah, at least, yeah, DC is weird with the super identity thing. At least Marvel, like, most of them are wearing, like, fucking. Full face masks. Full face masks. Or, or, like, Daredevil, like, you can't, like, Batman, like, you don't only see the mouth. Yeah. But when you're just wearing a domino mask, I'm like, bro, I can tell it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I'm, I'm crushing on you, I can't tell it's you. It's weird. <laughs> but like, I was I was gonna say like, in terms of like the laziness aspect, like yeah, Tim Drake is a major character. So if you're gonna go this route, cause this whole reveal of him being bi or queer or whatever, like, first of all, Batman Urban Legends isn't a main Batman book. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, an, uh, additional story like things that the things that they wouldn't tell in the bat you know what's going on behind the pages okay or whatever so there's that so it's not quite elseworld but it's things no it's they not never, it's not elsewhere it's canon but they don't have to ever mention it 
But if it happens in that, yeah, they don't have. But it's, it's gonna. Pl- I'm pretty sure, like t- Jason Todd not using guns. I'm pretty sure that's gonna go come into play in like other stories. Mm. But like, and then on top of that, like the Tim Drake thing. And it wasn't even like it happened in like issue one. It happened in like, because most of most of Batman Urban Legends is about Jason Todd, but then there's other stories peppered throughout it. Mm. So this this started in like issue four of of Urban Legends, and then it finally came out in issue six. So it wasn't like it was even a huge buildup. Like they put a whole lot of care and attention to it mm. with that. It was like an, a, a background story of a background story that uh. they that they decided to do this. And then it was like a two-issue buildup. For like a major character. And then on top of that, they get this, they threw in this random, you know, everybody talk about Tim Drake and Connor. They threw in this random guy, Bernard, who I looked Bernard. him up. Bernard. Yeah, that's his name. That's name. <laughs> who I looked him up. He showed up in comics before. He's Tim Drake's high school friend. Okay. But the last time we saw him was in 2005. Holy shit. Then you got this all this- 16 years ago? Yeah. So then you got this guy like, oh yeah, I've always had a crush on Bernard. Who the fuck is Bernard? Yeah. Like, not- Why like, not- in a world where you said all the shipping was implied with Connor, why why not just have it him come out to Connor? Even if Connor doesn't, you know, reciprocate the feelings, wouldn't that have more meaning? Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in my mind, I feel like it's the same thing with like foe uh foe. Poe and Finn, you know, Steve and Bucky. Like I don't, I don't care about Bernard. Like if, if Finn ended up being bi or gay or whatever, but it was just this random dude that they introduced in the movie that he came out in, I'd be like, what about what about Poe? <laughs> like the whole point, the the reason why I even like that possibility, because you had chemistry with somebody, and now you're just gonna throw this random other person out there. Yeah. So that's the whole. Th- so that's my whole problem with it. Even even and even with this, like people are still even with the reveal, people are still talking about. Oh, so I hope this re- leads to Tim and Connor. Like yeah. even still, like people are still talking about Tim and Connor. Like nobody gives a fuck about Bernard. Bernard yeah, because who, who is Bernard? Yeah. Like nobody. A character yeah. that has only showed up in six issues of all of DC Comics. This is more like a. Plot and the last device. time we saw him was in two thousand five. Yeah. So we know at the end of the day, this isn't gonna last. No. This whole Bernard thing. I mean, just even if the Tim Drake being by thing persists. I'm pretty sure that's gonna persist because I feel like there'll be way more backlash if they take it back. Yeah. But like, and then on top of that, Stephanie and Tim were a huge story. Like they were like the main, they were like, in terms of Tim Drake, they were like the main couple between the two. Like, so. Did he not mention in the comic at all that he, like what, what was he doing? Was he just wrestling with feelings of like, you know, I think I like God. Like, what? What was the? Well, they they don't, they don't talk the about that. He's they talk about something that like Bob. So like the moment that after after uh, Bernard was like, tell Tim that I had a fun time on our date or something like that. Then there's a whole panel of him like, you ever had a moment where a light switch just goes off in your head, mm. and it's something that you thought should be obvious. Like he, they, so he talks about it. He talks around it, the whole thing without actually naming it. So he never explicitly says that. That's why I said like it's not he's not bi he's more queer because he's still questioning himself so like so he goes to Bernard and was like so Bernard basically is like would you like to continue our date and he's like I think I would so it's like yeah he like t- he talks around the whole thing of like so it's never explicitly said it is but it isn't like in the sense of it's explicitly said in the sense where Bernard says do you want to continue our date and he says yes but it's never named that. 
we are bisexuals together, or I am bi, yeah, or, or I like yeah, guys. Yeah, I want to suck your dick for the first time and see how it tastes. Yeah, right? uh, wow. I, I, I don't think that would be in it, but he was just saying, like, I like, I think I like guys. Yeah, there's no, that's there's not never, explicitly said. See, but even that, why Why is it always, like, it's, it feels like it's always premeditated just for the articles, just for the like, let's let's and obviously let's they ring knew the bell. They knew that they to were going to do that because, like comics, it takes like a year or so yeah. change for like the you got to hire the writer, then they got to come up with the story, then you got to wait for the artist to draw it, then you got to do the colorist, and then you got to wait for the editor. It so it, feels it's not like, like this came out like yesterday. Yeah. This has been a, a work in progress. So they knew for a while that this was something that they were going to do with Tim Drake's character. But it's still, that's what I mentioned, like, but it's still like a background of a background story. Like it's not even in a main bat book. See, that's my issue with this stuff, though. It, it's how disingenuous it feels. It feels like it's just done to try and boost comic sales. Let's make some, let's get some headlines going. Let's get some buzz. But then part of me the is like, is it to support it? But then part of me is like, is it to boost sales, though? Because like I just mentioned, Batman comics are selling. Yeah. So that's not like they need it. Well, comics in general though are down, right? So I mean, comics still, in general, yeah, but like, yeah. So I feel like it's always just it's it's a it's a gimmick to grab an audience, goes oh, and get these headlines out, get people talking about it, because you're always gonna have one camp that is, uh, supports it and appreciates it, and you're always gonna have another camp that's like fuck that shit, and you're gonna have people like me in the middle going, what's happening? <laughs> like, why is this a but big you deal? Also, but I feel like you can still have the headlines if you put more care into it. But it's not about that to them. They don't care about that. Because, like you said, like if, if they did plan this a year out, why did it still feel rushed and simple and like you know what I mean so dis- not dismissive, but still so background of a background? Like if they actually wanted to make it a big deal or make it because I mean poignant, even like you mentioned, there'd have been more headlines if it was actually it was like Connor. Tim. Yeah, Tim came out to Connor. Yeah, and then someone like me would be like, that makes sense. But when it's like, oh, Tim, Tim's by for with who? This is this random guy who? Because even even Bernard, that, like who is Bernard? Because going back to what I was because I didn't say what I was about to. Because I forgot or okay. whatever, but like, talk about the Tim, the relationship between Tim and Stephanie. Like that was a, like that's a major relationship that's been around for a while. Yeah, and like, but she's dead right now. No, she's still alive. Oh, she's she's, alive oh, she's, she's back. Oh my god. You know, comics. comics I mean, yeah. Not just decent Marvel. Like, how oh, many, I got better. I got yeah, better. How many <laughs> people, people die? I think yeah. she faked her death. Suppo- oh, like, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, they broke up off panel. What? Yeah. Like he broke up with her off, like yeah. So, so it'd be like if Peter Parker broke up with Mary Jane off panel, and was like, "Hey, Eddie, <laughs> meet you or Flash. Hey, Flash, you know, not even bro. Not, I, would, I would say not even Flash or Eddie because I feel like even they're them, too prominent. Yeah, they're too prominent. It'd be like I can't even think of. I can't a, even think of. Yeah, I can't even think of. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of a, a friend of Peter that showed up and like, hey, how. Habib, I don't know. Habib, <laughs> am I racist? A little bit. The fuck is a Habib? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's the first thing I thought of, but yeah. like, <laughs> I can't think of any side characters that are so non-characters that they would show back up like that because they're so non They're so such non-characters. But yeah, it'll be it'll be like that. Yeah. Like, remember that guy we I hung out with once. In college, that it was in literally one story off the, off to the side. Him, I, I want to date him now. It's like, wait, what <laughs> about Mary Jane? Yeah, it doesn't matter. So it's like that's that's my problem with the whole mm. reveal. I don't have a problem with the reveal. Yeah, but the way they the execution of it. Yeah, okay, which seems to always be the case. 
Yeah. And it's just like you would think they would have learned the lesson at some point of like, if you're going to do it, do it well. Yeah. <laughs> do it well. But then I'm like, but then I'm like, even on the flip side, even when you get gay people that write these things, like I've talked about all the time, my problem with Iceman. That's written by a gay man. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. Center Grace is gay. Oh. So, I mean, yeah. Or, then. or the snowflake in safe space that was created by gay people. Did that ever come out? No, because it was such a backlash. <laughs> the internet was like, no! They're like, all right, all right, never mind. Yeah, there was such a bad, not just by, you know, the, the typical sh- straight agenda, but gay people were mad about that too. So like, It sounds offensive. Yeah. Do you want to be called a snowflake, Michael? <laughs> Would so, you own that as your superhero identity? But that's, but that's kind of my, but like, sometimes even when gay people write stuff, it's just like, I will be called the nigga. What? <laughs> I'm taking it back. Captain nigga. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some people that'd be like, that. no, that'd be cool. No. <laughs> I think it defeats the purpose of empowerment when like. So. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what okay. that. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, well, it'll yeah, be interesting even, to see developments, see where it go if it does persist. Like Iceman still persisted. Like so, depending on where they go with it, what they do with it. I, know, I definitely do, don't. I definitely don't think they'll take this back because I feel like that'll cause. I don't more think problems. they'll take it back. But, uh, but they could just not. They could not mention. Yeah, they that, can ignore it. Well, he's bi, so that doesn't mean. Yeah, he still likes women. Yeah, that like, that'd like, be a, like, like a Loki thing. Yeah, we're not gonna put him. But I mean, but right now he's with he's dating Bernard. Even though I know it's not going to last, he's dating behind the scenes until Bernard. Gets even though I thought, even even, even, with, even with that, I thought that was a little weird because during that moment, like he was rescuing Bernard from this cult, and then all of a sudden Bernard starts fighting. It's like, yeah, I've been training, and I'm like, so you're keeping on par with fucking Robin? Representation, bro. You got <laughs> gay people can't be seen as weak, so Bernard has to kick ass. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine if you want to make him. Fight, but that's a good point. I didn't think about that. The comic panel I saw where yeah. like back to back. I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah. That's why I thought he was somebody. That's why I'm like, it's fine if you're gonna make him a fighter, but to be able to keep on par with fucking Tim Drake, who's trained with Batman, yeah. Lady Shiva, <laughs> it put makes, your fist down, Bernard. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like Batman would be like, okay, I, I, I mean, or like realistic. Granted, I know it's the comics, but like, like, okay, I, I, I get you took your little Taekwondo classes, but like, sit the fuck that like no i hate that excuse the fact that he was like oh you've been trying oh cool okay i trust you back to back fights yeah. it's like no it makes you wonder no like how strong Mar- like the batman martial arts is or whatever yeah it, it like batwoman even <sighs> with like the new girl the it's like oh it's some karate classes and you're fighting crime with that <laughs> like i know <nah>. yeah. <laughs> it takes more than karate classes yeah <laughs> some classes at the y to get crime fighter ready nah so, don't don't diminish batman like that. <laughs> yeah, so that that's shit like that. Again, they're gonna complain regardless, even if they did do it properly. There's always and authentic. Gonna, there, there, that's the thing, because I'm I feel like I'm in the middle with this shit all the time. But there are people that I agree with when they say some things that are like, eh. But in examples like this, if you there, there will always be at, like hardcore racist, hardcore homophobic people that will never be okay with these things. But it's for people like me, it's all about just how you execute it. And but when you give that 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 side of the internet ammo, when you do handle things poorly, it gives them quote unquote credibility to complain about these things. And they'll always ignore the people in their own camp that are just completely homosexual or homosexual, completely homophobic or or racist. 
They'll just, they'll just pretend that part of the population doesn't exist or they'll diminish it like it's not, you know, a, a big part of that subsection of people that have these complaints. But for someone like me, I'm like, I see both sides and I get, yeah, like there, there are complaints to be had with some of these things that are patterns. Like I talk about the female empowerment feminist stuff all the time that I think I have no problem with but could be handled better. Um I think there needs to be just balance. There needs to be a a objective rationalization of what the reality of these situations are. And yeah, it doesn't matter if the story could have been handled perfectly. You will still get that camp being like, oh, the agenda. But I think you need to be able to take a step back and go like, okay, but was there a message? And was the hand, message handled properly? Well, they don't care. Though, like, even if there was, like, like you said, even if it was handled properly, Anything that's not straight, white, and male, or just straight, period, because there were black people complaining about this thing, yeah. gonna, people are going to be mad. Yes. Because they're used to being catered to. There, there were gay characters. It's their privilege, yeah. Yeah, it's the privilege. And the the funny thing is, most of the people that are complaining, because even in that thing, oh, I haven't been reading Batman comics in a while, then why the fuck are you complaining? Shut yeah, the fuck up. You like, you have, like no dog in, you have no dog in this race. And even like like just, a lot of people that are complaining don't even re- fucking read comics. Yeah. So like, there's a small population of people that unless Tim Drake is your absolute favorite character and you don't want anything about him changed, then all right, maybe you and the person that made Tim Drake can be mad. But everybody else, like, why do you? Other than just being a soapbox thing that like to be like, no, oh, the gay agenda. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. He's not. He's bi. Doesn't change his character at all, really. My issue more is just like you said, like the why Bernard. If you're gonna do it, why not do it better? And why not? I would have liked this to have seen if it was was a Connor Tim Drake relationship because that's to me it's more interesting. And obviously, than, I kind of feel like here's they're Bernard. Gonna go, they're gonna go that route. I feel like why even do it if you're not gonna do it? It's. I feel that the reason why they didn't do it, they they hedged their bets with like. Well, if we make him gay or bi, and it's with Bernard, we can ignore it. But if it's with the Connor Kent, and especially, but that I also, know, but that also part know. of me is like, but that also part of me is like, I feel like they'd be like, wow, we're making Tim, we can't do it to Connor too. Like that's too many. Like, but also, I can't, I I know people are gonna be mad if you make any person in the Superman family bi or LGBT or whatever. I could already see like. I can already see the like, YouTube thumbnails with like the S symbol, but it's a rainbow. Like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> well, I, I actually have a, I have a shirt. Yeah, you have that. Yeah, I have that shirt. <laughs> but I can see them using that as like a, oh, I can't believe they did this. So I don't know. So now, now the question is, because people are speculating, because they just cast Tim Drake in Titans. Will this be a storyline in Titans? But isn't Tim Drake black in Titans? Yes. So then why do they care? It's a different Tim Drake anyway. It doesn't matter. Right? Like even if Wally in CW ended up like coming out on the show, I don't think he ever did, right? That was never No, he was he was straight in the show. Yeah. Like he's a different Wally. He's not the Wally from the comics. He's not the Wally from anything I've seen before. So like why not make him different? And if that made him a more well rounded and, and interesting character, then fuck yeah. But they chose not to. Instead this was like this let's, let's just push him off to the side and never talk about him again. <laughs> I guess kind of like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I'm like I don't I wouldn't necessarily like it if just because Keenan Lonsdale came out. Oh, let's make Wally gay now. No, but the alternative is they slowly push him out of there. And I'm, I don't know if that's the reason, but it was just a weird coincidence that he came out and was like super 
flamboyant about him coming out and then I'll no, I do feel like that had a reason I do feel like that was a reason of them pushing him yeah, pushing him out that's what I'm saying so I'm like and, and but then stuff like the, that's why it feels all fake because something like CW will beat the drum about being progressive but then behind the scenes are you really like you know what I mean like stuff like that or I'm like I don't think it's a coincidence that you push about the show that around the same time he became more you know representative of who he actually was so I don't know like the same thing with Colton Hank. Not not the same thing, but yeah, he came out and he's he Roy was still straight. He still with had his thing with Thea. Yeah. I feel like he was on the outs for other reasons too. Cause he had like the depression stuff he was going through. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe that was a factor. You know what I mean? I'm sure it was a factor, actually. Yeah. They're people. But yeah, man, whatever. Fuck the haters. There's always going to be fucking racist and homophobic assholes who have an issue with these things. My issue is always just going to be, was it done well? And was it, did it, was it effective for the story you were telling? Uh, everybody in the Bat family's gay. Okay, see, that's too much. <laughs> Everybody's comes out, we're all gay now. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, all the Robins are, are a love. They're not all straight. <laughs> I mean, Dick Grayson's got a lot of ass and that name. Yeah, and I said, I was like, <laughs> first of all, white supremacy, like you're giving the white character a person that's known for having a fat ass. Come on now. But. <laughs> okay, fair. I'm like, Tim Drake, nobody has an ass like that. He's not getting his cheeks, clacked on, cheeks clapped on a regular. Okay, pause. I have a nice ass, okay? Mm, okay. Mm, all right. So. The only person clapping my cheeks is my girlfriend. I'm get sorry. his cheeks clapped on a regular. <laughs> Jordan's I getting- call her Peggy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You, you heard it here first. Just, yeah, you just proved my point. <laughs> oh my god! It's so funny we just did that, uh, or she just did that, that cosplay of the um, the big woman from Resident Evil, Lady D, and that was my joke the entire time we were filming together. I'm like, oh, giant woman. <laughs> So, but yeah, and I'm like, yeah, no, no, nobody on the Bat family, sh- uh, the, at least the Robins, none of them are straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> no Robin is straight. No. From Black Gate County. Oh, God. It's falling apart. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's it for uh, this week's episode. The only one I would probably give it to is Damien, but then I'm even. But Duke, he's new. He does. He's not a Robin, though. Oh, that's right. He's because um, he's black. Yeah, <laughs> you're not allowed to be. Like, finally, now I'm part of the Bat Family. I too will take up the mantle of Robin. Not you. Why? Because <laughs> you're black. Because <laughs> they have a book coming out called the Rob. Which is something I was like, why have they never had a Robin's book? I feel like that would be a cool story. Which another Bat book coming out. Yeah. Which I mean, even Wait, is that me, the one where even me, like- I'm like. I still, I, that's something I would like to read. Wait, is that We Are Robins? That no, no, no. Like a like a story that that was like civilians taking on the mantle of Robin, oh. which is how Duke came into the picture but no like the actual like dick what's his name signal some bullshit yeah some bullshit the signal signal. but yeah but i mean like dick tim jason damien and uh oh they're all teaming up they're all there's all they're all coming out with a book yeah they're all in one book called the robins i mean honestly they could have their own fucking house and it'd be a sitcom like (laughs) and uh i was like it's because yeah i was like yeah oh yeah they're having all these people come together but yeah uh, Duke's not in it because, like, yeah, you're not. Oh, no, Duke's not in it. No, he's not in it because he's not a Robin. Oh, that's some racist bullshit. But, but, uh, but. St- well, he well fuck that thing because because Stephanie they're not Robins because Steph because Stephanie's in it too because she was technically a Robin for a little bit. Oh, so just if you were ever a Robin ever, yeah, ever a Robin. Well, wasn't Duke technically a Robin then? No, he, he was, was never a Robin. He wasn't. I just said he was the We Are Robin book. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't count. 
Because that, official... that wasn't like Batman sanctioned. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> racist. Batman is racist. <laughs> so not yeah. you, Duke. You gotta you gotta be signal. <laughs> so all all the Robins and Stephanie's the only girl because she was also a Robin yeah. at one point, even though Batman fired her because she was like, You're too like you're not listening to me. You're not following orders. And the last Robin I had, Jason Todd, that wasn't following orders. Look he got what killed, happened. Yeah. yeah. But she was still technically a Robin. Okay, so is is Jaro in this? Because he was a Robin. <laughs> Jaro. Oh, you never saw those that 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 comic where uh, Batman's got a pet or not pet, but a a, a Starro clone. It's like a little baby Starro, and he calls him Jaro. He lives in a jar, and then he becomes a ba- becomes a Robin to Batman. You ever seen that? Yeah, the Elseworld story. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've seen the comic. I've read panels from it, but I don't. I thought it was just a known thing. But yeah, it was, he, it's Starro. He wears a little Robin outfit, and, and he calls him Dad. Like, yeah, Dad. <laughs> I think it was in a Justice League story. It might have been elsewhere. I'm not sure. But it was adorable because it's like it's it's Starro, but he talks and he's got a little Robin outfit. <laughs> but yeah, this, is this, this, oh, is the, this is this. This is the cover of the Robin. It comes out in November. <laughs> Robin, it's no Duke though. It's racist. Yeah, no Duke. So you see <laughs> Stephanie in the back. Spoiler. Oh, and Tim's not Red Robin anymore. He's just Robin again. Yeah, that's fucking racist. <laughs> that's some bullshit. You can only be sick, Noah. <laughs> Robin is white only. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, whatever. So that's just a week's episode of Blurred Vision. Um, and next week I guess more what if, more anime. Uh, if uh, I do the ship supposed to do, I should watch Long Halloween by next week. So it'll be more animation. I'm good with some animated weeks. Oh, and we need to watch. You need to catch up into your eternity. I'm only one episode behind. <laughs> okay, so then by next week we watch two more episodes because now they're in the zombie section that we we speculated about, like the knockers taking over people and uh, body invasion, bro. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, that's this week's episode of Blur Vision. I'm your host Jordan, aka the Blur Vision with. Michael Lamar Simeon, aka Black Gay Comic Geek, formerly known as Nephilim underscore Rising t- Zero Ten. I'm like, you gave your full name, you gave every fucking past alias, like here's my resume. Yeah. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Peace. Ciao. I'm not gay, guys. That ain't me. I'm just comfortable with my sexuality. So I can admit when I see a guy who has a handsome face and pretty eyes and a rock hard chest and rippling abs yeah. and the tightest ass and those sculpted calves and those bulging quads and the perfect bod and oh my god, take your pants off. Uh, fuck it. I'm so gay. I'm fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs>